0: You're now listening in to Culture Freedom Radio Network, the home of raw and uncut conscious talk radio at its best. Yes, Culture Freedom Radio is in the house. My brothers and sisters, oh, yes, sir, indeed. Coach of Freedom Radio Network is most definitely back up in his house, back up in his house for you tonight. Tonight. This is, man, February the 23rd right here of 2023. Oh, yes. It's still Black History Month. Still Black History Month. And we're coming to you right here live and direct right here from Blog Talk Radio tonight from Culture Freedom Radio Network. And we have a very interesting and powerful topic of conversation right here for you tonight on Culture Freedom Radio Network. So get ready, brothers and sisters, and get your thoughts together and get your mind together for this topic of conversation right here tonight. As we try to bring it to you, as we always do, raw and uncut, and, you know, try to bring it, though, with some professionalism, if we can. You know what I mean? But um, we really do appreciate you for tuning in right here to Culture Freedom Radio Network. Yes, sir, indeed. We really do appreciate you for tuning in. And um, tonight's topic of conversation right here for Culture Freedom Radio Network is Out of Control, Black Youth, and Improvement of Black-Owned Business. Yes. So we have a two-part segment tonight right here for Culture Freedom. Yes. First, we're going to get into something talking about out of control, black youth. Yes, and the second portion will be improvement of black-owned business. How there need to be improvement. I couldn't put all that in the topic. I mean, the title. Now there need to be an improvement, and I would have to say for some, yes, for some black-owned business. So we're not generalizing all so-called black businesses. We're not bringing an indictment on all so-called black businesses, just some. Now, it need to be a little more upscale, and they need to up their game and their professionalism and how they uh, deal with customers and even potential customers, their regular customers and potential customers. So that's what we talk about that what we we will be talking about tonight. If I can even get my words out now <laughs> right here on uh Culture Freedom Radio Network. And before we get into that we have a couple of things I want to announce right fast and we're gonna bring Brother Justice in here. Uh let brother come in here and do our y'all know we gotta do it. We gotta do it, y'all. We gotta start us off with some black history facts. And before we do that we wanna give you and tell you right fast, uh let's do this here, right? Let's do this. Let's do this. Let's do this.
1: I say it, I say it again, you've been had, you've been took, you've been hoodwinked, bamboozled, us astray, run on muck, this is what he does.
0: Oh, most definitely indeed, most definitely indeed, and we got to give you this right here.
2: Sir, we gotta give
0: you a round of applause and thank you for always tuning in and and listening to Coach freedom Radio. If you catch it live or you catch it right there in the archives on the various podcasting uh, apps, we greatly do thank you. So we have to give you a round of applause. Uh, but brothers and sisters, now we you you can connect with us right there on uh, the social media apps such as Twitter. You can follow us right there on Twitter uh, again, and you can also find us right there on. Facebook or what, what, whatever the hell it is. What's the other thing they call it, y'all? Hell, I'd be on this thing. Hell, I don't even know. Uh, Meta. what is it? Is it, is it at Meta? Shit, I don't know. I'll be in the virtual world, and hell, they call it Meta. And so, yeah. Anyway, Facebook. Yeah, the old name. We go back to that one. <laughs> you can find us right there for Cultural Freedom Radio Network, right there on Facebook. So check us out right there on Facebook uh, for Cultural Freedom Radio Network. And yes, link up with us, brothers and sisters, and you can see some things that I have. And Sharon, I just put it up just not too long the other day, uh, so there's not a hell of a lot, but there's some things you want to go and check out uh, right there on Facebook. So, yes, link up with us right there on Facebook. That way you can also send us messages and things right there on Facebook. Yes, there's Culture Freedom Radio Network on Facebook and on Twitter. Uh, with that said, man, we want to go ahead and get, get our brother Justice in here because we got some things, that we need to talk to you tonight about my brothers and sisters. So peace, Brother Justice, come on in the house and give us some of those black history facts. It is
3: now time for a black history moment. On this date, or close to, in 1960, Alabama State College students staged the first sit-in in the Deep South at the Montgomery, Alabama courthouse. In 1920, Carter Godwin Woodson, founded the Associated Publishers. In 1972, political activist Angela Davis is released from jail. In 1966, military leaders oust Kwame Nkrumah, President of Ghana, while he is in Peking on a peace mission to stop the Vietnam War. In 1978, Daniel Chappie James, the first African-American four-star general, dies in Colorado Springs, Colorado, in 1928, singer Anton Fats Domino is born. In 1902, Marian Anderson, world-renowned opera singer and civil rights advocate, is born in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. In 1948, Sergeant Cornelius F. Adjati becomes the first martyr for the national independence of Ghana. Finally, in 1972, Hank Aaron becomes the first Major League Baseball player to sign a $200,000-a-year a contract. History Moment on Culture Freedom Radio. Yes,
2: sir.
0: Most definitely, most definitely. Yeah, peace to you, my brother. Joseph. how you doing, my brother? How are you doing, brother? I'm doing as well as I
3: can be doing, sir, and uh, I uh, appreciate you bringing us on with this topic tonight. Uh, we're going to be dealing with the youth and our black businesses and how they conduct themselves or maybe not conduct themselves in in our favor. And so we're going to be dealing with those issues. And I appreciate that topic. And, um, let's get it on.
0: Yes, sir. Most definitely. Um, now, we want to bring to you tonight, brothers, and the reason that we are even going into this here tonight, um, there has been a, I don't know if in y'all neck of the woods, you know, uh, I reside in the city of Memphis and my brothers are, uh, brother justice is, is in, in Philly. And I was sharing some, you know, a conversation with my brother, asking him, and I asked him actually about how they've been having this 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 high rate of auto thefts and um, vandalism of cars. And my brother shared with me, yes, they have. And so we want to we going to get into, this, and we're finding that especially here in the city of Memphis. I'm, I, I got I'm gonna try to have a clip for both of these. We're gonna do a, a clip from Philly, and we're gonna do a clip from the news. From Memphis and talk about this and a lot of these we're finding that a lot of these uh, teenagers they're finding that a lot of these brothers well we're gonna say we don't know if it's brothers or not but a lot of them have been shown from videos there have been a lot of young black males um, teenagers that's out here um, perpetrating these crimes and this has been a, a major problem and majors, I don't know, I'm just going to say where, what I know were in Philly and here in the city of Memphis and it's causing people lots of money and you know uh, and I would say me being a goddamn ex-car thief years ago, y'all, many years ago and I, I, I served some time for that police, I, I I got caught <laughs> y'all got me, y'all got me a couple of times uh, but anyway um I know how it feels, though, too, at the same time. Um, But they say, y'all, what goes around comes around. And, you know, have been out and stole other people's cars and then, you know, eventually finally get mine stole. So, hell, I knew how it felt that when you got ready to get up and go to work, uh, your vehicle was gone or wherever you were and your vehicle was gone. So I've I've had that return feeling. So it happened to me. And just the other day, um, my my vehicle – windows was busted out they didn't they didn't get, it was it was like it was um we was like three of us we were parked in a row now they just busted my window they didn't open my car door go in it and, and, and do nothing inside of my vehicle but my uh one well, of the co he was next to me they bust his windows they went in kind of ramshack they went in his armrest and glove to glove compartment but didn't take anything now the third car which was my hispanic brother who worked with me he had a Mercedes station wagon. They stole his Mercedes station wagon. We were all at work. We were at work. So they stole his Mercedes station wagon. So um, so but we're going to play something right fast. We're going to get into this video. This is from the city of Philadelphia and what's been happening in Philadelphia. Then we're going to move on and play a quick clip from Memphis so we can get into this topic. We just want to play y'all about some things that's happening uh, that's going on with this auto theft. And they said a lot of these things are happening from our youth let's play this one right fast. let me let, first of all let me let me know if you know if you can hear this one just i gotta test for a whole little bit
4: serious problem in philadelphia the city saw a record year in 2022 and that term, this year
0: okay you can okay you can yeah because i'm you know, i'm testing out this new sound boy so i gotta make everything probably work on my end but i gotta make sure it work on your end all right let's get it on dynamite
4: well, are a serious problem in philadelphia the city saw a record year in 2022 and that trend continues this year it even impacted a philadelphia eagle cj gardner johnson posting a video on instagram to say his vehicle was stolen and law enforcement sources confirm it happened sunday night into monday in the city right after the eagles beat the giants so kelly what happened here but law enforcement sources did confirm to us tonight that this theft happened in the third district, which is in the area of South Philadelphia. Police are not commenting, but they did tell me after that record year, 14,000 plus uh, vehicles stolen in 2022. This month alone, they say there have been more than 1,200 rather stolen. Just let that sink in. That's roughly 55 cars a day. I realized my car wasn't there. This woman who asks that we protect her identity says her 2017 Kia Sportage was stolen right outside of her home Sunday night into Monday, despite installing a club on her steering wheel. Today she got a phone call from Philadelphia police that it was recovered, but she's facing a hefty repair bill.
5: I have to come out my pocket, you know, and pay for my steering column, my windows and stuff like that to get fixed. Oh, she-
4: a city collision center we spoke with says they have dozens of Hyundais and Kias waiting for repair for the same reason. Late last year, police said they believe thefts and break-ins of the two popular car brands is linked to a TikTok challenge, where thieves are learning how to hotwire vehicles using something as simple as a USB cord. Last year, the city hit a record of 14,684 stolen cars, compared to more than 10,000 the year before, 9,000 in 2020, and 7,000 in 2019. And in the first 22 days of this year, police tell Fox 29, 1,220 cars were stolen citywide. Among those victims, Philadelphia Eagles safety C.J. Gardner-Johnson. Wow. In a video now shared widely on Instagram, you can hear the frustration and shock in That's his voice that down. someone stole his vehicle Philly, after the bird's big win at the link. That's how y'all are getting down. In
3: Philly, y'all
4: still after a win. Law enforcement sources say it happened overnight, Sunday into Monday in South Philadelphia. This woman has a delivery business and needs her car to work. It
2: can impact
5: other people's lives. Financially, you don't know what nobody's going to do financially if they have the money to get things fixed. That's not what people lobby. In. Like, go get a job and stop selling.
4: And police told me today they believe there are a number of factors contributing to this spike in vehicle thefts, certainly that TikTok challenge being one of them. Jason. Kelly Rule. All right. Thank you very much.
0: Good us We really need to get this one. Now, did y'all hear that, brothers and sisters? 14, that was last year, over 14,000 vehicles. 14,000. Man. Yes, sir, brother. You guys something you want to throw in there, uh, Justin, to talk about it right fast? Um, before I get to the Memphis, we can talk about this. This is your, this is your city, brother. Go ahead. I was in uh,
3: the gas station a few weeks back um, getting some air and putting on my tire. I always, always take my key out of my car and put it in my pocket when I get out the car, no matter what these days. So. This brother who was parked up on the pump, who got out of his car and went into the gas station to pay for his gas, must have left his key in there because I turned and looked as his car is being driven off. As he's coming out of the gas station at the same time, somebody's driving off in the man's car. He pulls out his gun and starts... his vehicle to shoot as it was leaving the gas station there's a ramp to get on the highway and another way where you can go straight and stay in the neighborhood that car got up on the ramp and went up on the highway and he tried to shoot because he was close enough to where he could have shot uh, you know to hit or shoot the you know shoot the guy or whatever Yes, if he if he was if he could have, but what happened? He he attempted to shoot. I was close enough to see this dude do all this. He attempted to shoot, but it it, it was stuck. It wouldn't shoot. So, I suppose it was on safety or something like that. And then this car went on up that hill, and then he got that thing off safety and shot. And you heard pow. You know, maybe a couple shots, but it was too late and i saw this guy and just stand right there and was dejected he just was he he was he was dejected i just got back in my whip and just kind of was like damn you know that's crazy and i i didn't know what to do i was like shoot i ain't i ain't gonna get involved with this dude with the, he got a gun and all this and i ain't getting involved and um uh, by then i seen some people in the gas station had their cell phones up to their head. I, I assumed somebody was calling the cops. I didn't even do that. So I just got on out the way and went on about my business. But that was the first time I ever seen somebody lose their car and then use a gun and try to shoot and all this stuff. I, I never really saw that up close and personal. Mm-hmm. But I I know these carjackings are happening all the time. And in this city, these teens are doing all of this stuff. And I, I noticed where these teens will 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 be in groups, two, three, four, and they'll go doing stuff. And when they get late at night, they want to go do stuff. And they put these masks on their face with a scully and a, and a hoodie. Now, all these three things are covering up their face. And it's usually the color black. Everything black, black little skinny jeans and whatnot, black shoes, black hoodie. It's usually all black stuff. It might have something where you can tell what kind of clothes it is, a little insignia in it somewhere, you know, what kind of, you know, shirt it is, some kind of maybe a little small something, but it's usually everybody dressed the same. And they're doing these things all over the city, and they are doing this, under the influence of drill music. And this is just my opinion, but to me, when I am around these young folks and and I witness how they behave and what gets them going, it seems to be they're highly driven by that fuel of that drill music that enters into them that tells them to just do the opposite of what's right and to to try to get over and the and the rob and the steal and the kill if they have to. Just last night team two teams about one thirty in the morning approached these sisters who was coming home from wherever they was coming home from at one thirty in the morning. They was twenty five. And the other sister ain't say how she was. They were about to go into the crib, like an apartment or something, and these young fellas came up behind them to rob them. And the sister, who was 25, pulled out a gun and started blasting. These young fellas had a gun, too. They was blasting each other, shooting at each other now. Hmm. This girl shot the boy about three times. She shot this boy three times. He shot her in the chest. She's 25. He's 15. This is what happened. When he... they Now, they didn't piece it together as a definite thing yet, but this is what they are concluding, that these two teens attempted to rob these two ladies going into the crib and that... Once they got into the shooting battle thing, they shot the girl and she fell. And they ran off, jumped in the white sedan, sped off. The white sedan pulled up at the nearest hospital and dropped the 15-year-old off and sped off. The 15-year-old was admitted to the hospital with a gunshot wound to the to the to the eye and the in the in the you know, the chest and everything else. You know, he got shot up by the girl, but he killed that girl. Now they say he's gonna be arrested once he gets out of his critical condition situation that he's in right now. Okay, and then they say they're gonna be able to have a conclusion on whether or not he was the definite one who shot and killed that young lady and then was dropped off at the hospital by somebody who was with him who was probably older or around his age that they probably stole that car. He's 15. He ain't even got a license. He ain't old enough to have a license to drive or to have a gun. He shot allegedly and killed this 25-year-old young lady last night. So... That ain't the only thing that happened last night here in Philly. There was some other things that happened too, involving shootings and carjackings and and uh, killings. So yeah, it's 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 out of control because of what's in the mind of these people, these youth, their minds are wrapped up in mischief and wanting to do the opposite of what's right and what's good. And I've talked to some of the youth. They don't have the desire to want to do good. Not all of them, but a lot of the ones that's into that drill music and they friends are, then they tend to, fit that same mode of operation, the mode of operandi, how they're going to behave in that. Now, I know the other young ones that I'll be around, might, might, I might, they may be a coworker or something. I learned these young fellas, they're co-workers and stuff. And so this other young one, he's about 22. He don't like no rap music. He just want to hear some old school R&B. I'm like, wow, this young fella right here only want to hear... Anita Baker, and Patrice Russian and and he want to hear Marvin Gaye. He's 22. He don't even want to hear no rap. He don't even want to hear 90s music. He don't even want to hear 2000s music. He going back to the 80s, the 70s, the 60s. And another thing. He ain't involved in the streets and he ain't hanging with the wrong type people too, it seems to me. He just stay to himself, him and his lady, or he be at the crib and he don't really get involved in nothing. So it seems like the music that you listen to as a youth might determine how you might behave, you know, in your own life. And not only that, the movies that you choose to watch that could fuel that desire to do wrong and to do bad towards your own kind to kill your own kind you ain't even thinking about going to rob nobody else that don't look like you you straight up looking for somebody to look like you to do somebody in so the movies too shape people's minds not everybody gets falls victim to that like i say myself personally I can't stand movies with shooting and killing in it, And I never could. I never could. And I, I never could I didn't, get it. Why didn't so many it, people didn't. want to see all that? I, I never, but, you know, to each his own. But they brought that movie to me when I was about 9 or 10 with uh, The Godfather or Scarface or something and to sit me down to watch it. I didn't want to see all that shooting and killing as a little kid. But these little kids today, they want to see it. And it influences them. All right, I'm past the mic. That's
0: right. You didn't say nothing <laughs> wrong, brother. You didn't say nothing wrong, and that's 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 true, bro. Um, like you saying that the, the influence, like and like you said, the music and there's a is a is a powerful influence, and in what they're uh watching, far as television per uh, via movies. And like, like, like they was even saying these TikTok challenges. Um I'll be, I'll be honest. Um I know everybody's not on TikTok doing it, but like you know, we've been hearing. I know this is off the count kind of off the record a little bit since they talk about TikTok. You know, the government been trying to ban damn TikTok. <laughs> they've been trying to mm-hmm. ban it. They have. They, they did. They did something to it. Go ahead. Yeah. Oh, they, they they went ahead and did it. I know they've been trying because they of, did. You know, that it has been owned by China and they're uh, collecting the data from American uh, citizens. I didn't know if they had already banned it or not. Okay. They passed some kind of bill like a couple of weeks ago. I don't know if it took effect, but they did do something to it. Oh, okay. 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 Yeah. And, but that, that challenge, man. And, and let me say for the record, before, before we even uh, play the thing about Memphis, um, now we know as as uh, I know, Rod Justice and, and Justice and myself, we did things when we were growing up. I know I'm I'm 52 now. We did things, as, and remember, co we was talking about it. Yeah, we did a lot of things as, when we were young. That was uh, disagreeable uh, rebellions and things of this nature when we were young. We did. We we weren't innocent in our uh, youth. But the thing is, we, my coworker, we was even talking about never to the magnitude that these this generation and the younger generation are doing. Never to the magnitude. Never, never, never that we do the things that they are doing. Now, and see, this is what when you try to talk to to, to the uh, younger generation, uh, as a, you know, we had pr- plenty shows as we went into this. Somewhat they were. Ch- and I gonna say some would get offended, and rightfully so, because we would have did the same thing when we, when we were young, uh, taking up for our generation. But the truth is going to be the truth. It's like they think that you as an elder or older person is talking down on them. But we're, like I said, we're just presenting something that we're seeing that their generation is, like especially this generation, is technically, truly being destroyed. And we might not just stand physically being destroyed, but mentally, as Brother Justice was saying, mentally as well, because in all other type of thing, destroying their body, body, these chemicals they're putting in it, uh, you know, via drugs and things, and all this stuff that they're taking, uh, fentanyl, uh, this poisonous ass marijuana, uh, these pills that they're taking. There's so many things that's dead, that, uh, that's destroying them, you know what I mean? So we never had these type of things and done these type of things that this generation is doing. This generation, man, I'm telling y'all, and it, it, it's really gone, man. It's, it's they out there. Like I said, man, we might lose a damn generation y'all before this thing even get even better. I I, I hate to say it, but the way it is, is looking it. And we try to, bring some positivity but sometimes you got to tell the goddamn truth and don't uh try to sugarcoat it because you're trying to be just look at it brothers and sisters if, if they keep going down the road it is amen it it won't be because listen we know a lot of these politicians and these hell even just um uh religious leaders or the, a lot of them they not giving a damn they they are silent in this on a lot of this stuff so they don't really care you know, unless it's election time, and then they want to pretend that they really care, they're really concerned, when sometimes they don't really care. They don't, because they, if they did, they would be doing more to prevent these things from happening. We don't, like I said, right now, we don't see a um, a, a, a really a more of an upcry from the community, and they're saying, hey, you know, we need to stop this. We need to do something, get better a and I want to tell y'all about a program, too, a little bit later as we get into this, about a, a, a program that a brother has, 21 years of age, 21 years of age. I shared it with Brother Joseph. I mean, video I was looking at that brother, it just it just brought some joy, and,
6: and um,
0: man, excitement to me with seeing what this what this brother uh, is doing with these young brothers, man, these, these, these young brothers program. Let me play y'all this from Memphis and
7: see y'all the Police what's presented what's year wrap-up numbers for crimes in the year 2022 right here in the city of Memphis. Good evening. I'm Joe Burke.
4: And I'm Joy Redmond. One of the more staggering numbers, Joe, more than 8,000 cars were stolen last year and nearly half of them were either Kia or Hyundai models.
7: It's all part of the staggering trend we've been reporting on known commonly as the Kia boys and action news five Parker King joins us live now from downtown at city hall in Parker. I understand one city council member is considering legal action Against auto manufacturers? Is that right? Wait a minute, y'all. That's the wrong clip. That's not the one I wanted to play.
0: Let me, my bad. Let me find, let me try. That's not the one I wanted. Let's see. Give me one second. That's not the one I actually wanted. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. that's not the one I wanted, but maybe it's the one I got to play. <laughs> Man,
3: this stuff is crazy all over the world, all over uh, America, where the young black people, uh, the young youth are living. They're doing the same things or similar things in the
0: communities. Yes, sir. Yeah, I'm trying to find the one from, uh, because I want the one to play with the one with the, that's not the one. I want the one to play with the one with the police director and things that was talking. That's the one I'm actually trying to find uh let's i gotta get it let me cut this out. Uh, get the commercials out the way yeah i'm trying to find the one with the uh police chief where she was speaking i gotta get one second yeah man it is mm-hmm. but and it's and they're costing man people like a lot of money it's costing you know that people who don't probably even have the money okay here we go let me see can i play this one now and play yes no.
7: I'm from traveling overseas, and uh, people even there were asking me about what's going on here in Memphis. Crime in Memphis is a problem some city council members say isn't just concerning people in the Bluff City, but it's gotten the attention of those who live in other places as well.
1: While I was gone, I, I think we had our police officer die from uh, wounds inflicted in the line of duty. Uh, we've had still uh, other murders that have happened throughout the city. Chief C.J.
7: Davis, along with other police top brass, gave council members an update on the crime. The good news, the number of homicides appears to be lower this year.
3: In January of 22, we had 22 homicides in 2023. We we're
7: down by 3 to 19. As of yesterday, we've had 25 year to date. But what's driving overall crime in Memphis isn't the homicide rate, but auto thefts and car break-ins.
3: What sticks out is we've had
1: 1,994 auto thefts as of yesterday. It's an increase of 1,159 for 139%
3: increase in auto theft. That is the main crime driver of the
7: city. When it comes to car break-ins, there have been more than 1,300 this year. That's 500 more than this time last year. And juveniles are responsible.
4: We know that a lot of our young people are... are um, breaking in the cars and stealing cars as almost a dare or a trend right now. They're, they're finding it easy to do.
7: What are we doing? Because, I mean, this is something that we've, we've got to get control of yes. sooner rather than later. So what is the Memphis Police Department's plan? Chief Davis says one possible solution is working even closer with juvenile court to identify repeat offenders to keep them off the streets.
5: What can we do with this individual or these
0: individuals who continuously? Let me stop there right fast. Y'all heard they said that. Sh- now, she talking about juveniles. You see hear that? They said these repeat offenders, they want to see what they can do to keep them off the street. That means locking your ch- child up, even though they've been disagreeable. We, we, y'all, you, you see what they're saying. Just lock them up. Just keep them locked up.
4: End up in the hands of law enforcement Is there some program Is there some follow up This is requiring us To literally have these meetings And
7: police say Of the 175 arrests Made for car thefts this year 66 of those charged Are 18 years old News Channel 3 okay. celebrates black history
0: So as of right now Brothers and sisters I've seen a report There has we, are, we are, it The second month in the year and roughly over 2,500 cars have already been stolen. 12 or 25. And just, just, just a second. One yes, sir. Yes, it is, brother. And I mean, and y'all, I
3: mean, I mean I'm not, <laughs> that's ahead, just brother. totally, uh, like I said, the music, the influence from what they see. It's monkey see, monkey do over there. So whatever it is, now you got the girls packing. Another girl got shot. Uh, see, I can't remember this story. Another girl got shot yesterday. But besides the one I already told you about, I might have to recall that story. But she was shooting uh, at another guy, and they were shooting at each other too. And so, yeah, that's what it was. She pulled out her gun, and and she's, like, got the same mindset now. Okay, like, somehow she got a mentality of a man or someone that thinks that she's a man, and she's going to pack heat and call men out and talk any kind of way to men because she got a gun now and she feel like, okay, I can defend myself if this man get out of pocket with me. So this man and her pulled out gun on each other and she ended up getting the worst of it. And this boy was about 17 and she was about, I can't recall now, she was definitely under 29. so a lot of women are believing now that their best defense against black men is to be, to have a gun on them to defend themselves. Now there is a good case for that because there was a sister who happened to be a cop who happened to be getting mugged and robbed by a brother who she warned that she would kill him if she, if he continued to try this, and he continued to to try to mug her and take her gun and rob her, and she told her, told him that you know to 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 don't do this because she was gonna shoot him, and she was, and he 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 didn't believe her. He he you know he was like, well then kill me, and then pow he's like, oh okay you got me. Pow, another one. Oh, okay, sis. Oh, Okay, sis. I told you I would kill you. I told you. And then she shoot him again. Pow. He's like, oh, I don't want to die. I don't want to die, sister. And oh, he called her baby. I don't want to die, baby. I don't want to die. He, and then she's yelling at him like, what's wrong with you? You know? And so, yeah, it could go in the favor of a woman having a gun against someone that is trying to do harm to her. But this lady happened to be a black cop. From, uh, I forgot where, maybe it was Florida, somewhere, but this was recent. I saw that on Willie D's channel recently within the last day. Probably send it to you if you want me to. It's only about a five minute clip, but it was, it, it, I saw it on other uh, circuits too, so it's not just on his, uh, on his, uh, site. It's on other sites as well. So, people, That think that they can have a gun and that okay uh, just because you have a gun on you and you might have a registered gun you license to carry but a, a dispute happened and you have your gun and the dispute happened somehow because you got your gun and you talking to somebody and you know what you capable of and but this situation doesn't even call for nobody to pull out a gun here it's just an argument over whatever but you got the gun and the permit so now you like oh well he said this so I just pulled I shot him he said what but you shot him but that's what's going on People have license to carry, permits to have a gun, and just because they got a permit, they think that they can take their own arguments in their own hand and justify it and do you know everything right there on the site, and then it, nobody gonna be able to question them about it because they got a permit.
6: That's don't insanity. Work.
3: They don't That's work. That's
0: insanity. Like... Go ahead. No. But I thought but the law don't work like that. Like he was even mentioning right fast, right, about the guy who chased the, uh, the person, was chasing after the person who stole his car and started shooting out there. Now, we would say, you know, some people would say, well, that's right. Man, he shouldn't have stole his car. But technically, uh, he was in the wrong. He was in the wrong um number one because even though that's his property but he was not in it and number one his life was not threatened and actually he by him just running out to the car and started shooting at him that is uh reckless endangerment see that's how an innocent bystander can actually get shot and he actually could could, get i don't know if if, i don't know if the did he get charged because he actually could get charged for that because you, I don't, you're not, I don't know no more
3: about it. That was a of uh,
0: situation. But you're not supposed to do that. That's like you said. What you're saying is that we see when you when like like you said, people get guns and get permits, but you are actually supposed to be trained and supposed to know the laws by. Because like I said, just because you got a damn permit does not admit uh, admit you to run out and do things. You have to still think because um, you can you and a damn permit both be in jail. So. Um, So no, that's, 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 you know, you gotta be careful about that. Let them go ahead and, you know, take, I mean, I hate to say it, like they was already proceeding to get away with that car, but the only thing you could do is call it in through a police report. Don't run out to them trying to shoot and shit. Unless, unless you inside of the car and you in the vehicle and somebody is trying to carjack you or something. Now, then you have a, then you can be justified. But if they're fleeing with that car and you start chasing out them, most likely you start shooting, your ass going to get charged with something. Even if you don't shoot anybody with it, you can get, still get charged with uh, reckless endangerment because you could have hit anybody. You could have hit it. And then they, some states, some places would get you. If it was five people standing out there while you were shooting, you can get charged with, all, even if you didn't hit them, you can get charged with five counts of reckless endangerment because you could have injured those five people. So, yeah, you have to be careful with sure. that. Um, but like I said, yeah. and Here's this, like, Go ahead. Go ahead. Here's another story
3: I was watching on the news today. This white guy was getting in some air at the gas station away from the gas pumps, just like, you know, a lot of times that the gas pumps are set up where they are, and then the air pumps are on the side. So he was over there on the side, and he happened to leave his car running, but he left his doors unlocked. So as he was getting air, bending down to get air for his front tire, somebody jumped in the driver's side of his car and attempted to back away and back off while he was doing that. And I, maybe he was in the the rear of the vehicle. So as it was backing up, he was able to open that door and hop in and start wailing on the guy and telling him to stop, and, it, you know, he was yelling at him, and he was just hitting him and hitting him, and the dude said, let me out, let me out, and he stopped the car and jumped out and ran off. And the guy was on the news saying how, you know, he was like, he was shaking from that because he didn't expect that, and then he just did everything that he could to get the guy to stop and, to, you know, get out of his car and to, you know, he said he would never leave his his keys in his car again. Uh, just to get some air or do anything else. And I already made that rule uh, maybe a couple years ago because I know what's going on, and I can tell what time it is. So when you're going in a store, you drive, or if you go anywhere and you get out your car, take your key and put it in your pocket, and then don't let nobody even see which pocket you put it in either. So sometimes you put your key in your pocket before you even get out of the car and then hit the lock switch and close the door. Now, the thief don't know what's going on. Now, if you got time, to, if somebody try to attempt to rob you and they're sleeping just slightly, you got a quick second to go into operation and to apprehend this obstacle of, you know, destruction out of this person's hand or do some damage to them, do something to... Give yourself a fighting chance to live to see another day. So I would put a mean whooping on somebody if they was close to me and put a gun. I would just be so fast, like Bruce Lee style, and I'm going to be going. I'm going to break arms and necks because I'm not playing. So that's just how I am. I don't even need a gun because God gave me so much insight on what to do, when to do it, and so I, I can sense um danger before it even comes. So I go the opposite way and I try to walk a straight path. All right.
0: Yeah. And uh yeah, there's a lot of things. Um we, like we're gonna got a couple more things we're gonna touch on this probably then at the top out maybe a little bit at the top of the hour we'll go into the business. But um yeah, i i a young black youth man there. There has to be something because, like I said, what she said, you know, just repeat offenders and juveniles are overflowing as well uh, with our young brothers and probably some sisters as well. Um, like I said, about um, about less than a month ago, there was a grandmother who, like I said, had fell on hard times. She was already struggling. She was out and about with her seven-year-old granddaughter and her 18-year-old brother carjacked her uh at gunpoint 18 now a lot of these crimes is happening in the city here but prim- primarily in the cities are now happening by our youth our young brothers and sisters like under 18 it was under even one situation the young brother was in a involved in a carjacking or something the brother was uh 10 years old you know he was with some other people young uh, young teenagers under 18 but uh he was like 10 years old so there like said, there no, had- yeah, there got to be something, brothers and sisters, that we have to do to um, really influence these young brothers and sisters to stay away from this this crime. We know, uh, like I said, you know, we know that we did some things because we was influenced as well. A lot of us was influenced, and and I'm gonna say this here too, brother. Um, we're having a conversation at work. I show you how s- some some things that stupidity was said, and I and I said this to the brother. I kind of checked him on it. And a brother, we was having some kind of conversation where I forgot how it was about. And a brother made a statement that, well, um, he was like, well, man, they just trying to feed their family. You know, we was talking about crime or something. Man, we know they just trying to feed their family. I said, no, nah, ho, 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 bro. That ain't feeding their family. I said, I'll tell you what. Let me rob you then, bro. Let me rob you. And don't get mad now. Don't get mad because I'm trying to feed my family. Let me rob you. And don't say a damn thing, because remember now, I'm trying to feed my family. He didn't respond. He didn't say a damn thing. He didn't say nothing. And so I was like, see, things like that is stupid. So when they came out there the other day, that was the same day that they came and broken our cars, you know, And uh, so we didn't find out later. We had the discussion earlier in the morning. We was actually in the trucks, garbage trucks, leaving to go to our routes. And we came back and found out that's when our cars were broken too and stolen. So the next day I came out and I said it again. I said, see, bruh, hey, see now, bruh, I said, well, those people who stole uh, the brother's car, his Mercedes, because they had a station wagon, a Mercedes station wagon. He's a Hispanic brother. He got five children. I said, now. Would they just feed? Is that, is that cool for them to steal his car because they're trying to feed their family? I said, but at the same time, he has a family. That's his family car. That's how he got to get to work. That's how he got to transport his children. Was that cool?
2: Because you think
0: they're trying to feed their family, but they took away from his family. Is that cool? You know, they can't say that. I said, no, you can't. Like the switch in the video said, get a damn job. You know. That's the key. Yeah,
7: that's it. But, yeah. <laughs>
0: point when people say it and I was trying to and I was getting saying that to the brother is to make him think. Like I tell you to make you think. You some we say sometimes idiotic stuff. Or we say stuff without thinking. You know, well brother, you know, like people talk about the music. Well man, you know, they just trying to get paid to feed their family at the expense of destroying other people's lives, when people like justify all this bull crap we be talking about music. Somebody did that on uh, YouTube. I put out something. What well, brother is trying to get paid and so and so this that and another? Okay, at the expense of destroying other people and influencing other youth is very influential right now in their youth. They are like the TikTok video. Got these young brothers out here. They 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 they, they could be inf- easily to be influenced. So. We gotta stop saying it, and I always say we we justify bad behavior. That's not just thing. People justify bad behavior, whether they know it or not. Like hell no, that's not good. That's not right. I don't give a damn. They are getting paid, so everything about that somebody do is about them getting paid. Whether you look at it, it's, it's like some people like they only care about money. They don't give a damn about the wrong and the right issues until though until. It hit their home that's when it that's that's when it matters i don't give a damn about you robbing stealing and killing because you ain't doing it to me but oh once it hit they family once it break in their damn house they steal their car and steal it mess up whatever they they live livelihood all now it's a problem but you didn't matter when as long as it was it was all around you you didn't give a damn And, and it was no urgency to try to stop it from happening and this is what a lot of this stuff that goes on with us like i said it, and not everybody y'all we're not generalizing make sure you put it for the record when we say this when we're talking right here on culture freedom we're not generalizing everybody y'all know it. like mama them told y'all you know they ain't talking about you so don't get mad so y'all know you know who we talking about when judges and i we say things we're not generalizing everybody we y'all know who <laughs> that that's yeah? but um but go, you guys, want I mean, else you want to throw in, brother Justice, and I want to tell, I want to play a clip, and I want to talk about this brother's website. something excellent that because it's not, it's not over, man. There's brothers and sisters. We want to give props to brothers and sisters who who do have programs that are helping our youth. It's not over for our youth. We just bringing uh, awareness and saying mm-hmm. it and letting it know that we gotta we gotta work hard as a community to try to restore and try to reform our young brothers and our sisters, man. We got to, brother. This, this, this is our responsibility. Like I said, take a village. We're going to really come together as a village to stop this, our youth, from being destroyed and from the village destroying themselves. Before this, what y'all say, we talk about this damn beast system, as they say, a Babylon system. To get to them, we need to do something to stop them from getting in there. If not, if y'all don't want y'all to say that we're getting into the white man system, well brothers and sisters, we need to do something to prevent that from happening. We gotta we gotta have get him a change of mind. Gotta get him a change of mind. But go ahead, I, brother Justin.
3: I remember Khalid Muhammad making a reference of something probably that the honorable Elijah Muhammad said. Yes sir. And that we were stiff necked and rebellious and hard hearted and that it's easier to lead our people astray than it is to lead them to the right path, or something like that. It was uh, our people's easier to
2: yeah, we lead them the
3: wrong way than
0: hard to be them to lead the lead the way way to be right.
3: Did yeah, that? Mm-hmm. That's, that's so. True. I mean, that's all I got on that, Those just gave me some insight and just made me think about that, what they said about, you know, our teens or a lot of our people are rebellious and just it. It, it's it's easy to lead them the wrong way. It's easy to teach them to do wrong, but it's hard to guide them to do something that's right. And why is that? And why why is it set up that way? And it shouldn't be. And. I think it's a system that's designed, that's put in place as a monkey wrench for the true righteous people who know how to do right and are the right people and are the righteous people but have been influenced by people other than themselves that has caused them to not have the confidence that they are gods and goddesses and righteous people, brothers and sisters, you know, that haven't haven't had any kind of knowledge of being an intelligent being versus being a nigger. So a lot of our people don't even see themselves in the limelight of having any brains. Uh, They know what they know about what they know, and that's it. They don't strive to want to know a whole lot about a whole lot. So then, you you know, you get reduced in such a way to not wanting to become a mature, intelligent being, someone that you want to make an, or be an example for other people to be like or to follow to, to show you what's right or how to do the right thing and how to have respect for your elders and how to teach the youth to behave correctly and to speak properly and to not be disrespectful in front of their elders and things that we have been taught that the youth today don't tend to want to hear anything about doing something that's right or doing the right thing or acting the right way. They would rather try to act the wrong way just to see what kind of reaction they're going to get out of it because they've been taught by people who don't look like them in a sense, by the influences that are overwhelming their minds as a young person to behave in such a negative way. Now, when we were growing up, you and me, we had positive influences like our rappers who were whoever your favorite rapper was in nineteen eighty four or eighty five or eighty six, more than likely, was a positive rapper and didn't use much profanity, if any, at all. And they dressed a certain way which was a certain way that you liked the you liked the way Houdini dressed, Sunray. Remember you liked Houdini? Yes sir. You you remember that hat you used to wear, uh, that same one yeah. that my man, uh uh what his name was? And, and Houdini anyway.
0: I was just trying to think you know, of his name. Cool Love
5: or
3: something. Like uh Master Jalil Lil and uh you know, I forgot the other guy. Master Jalil. <laughs> I forgot their names, but the DJ he had a cool name too. You know, it's been yeah. a long time so you know, you forget them names and stuff. Yeah. But um, you know, we just had Everybody who was in the rap business or in the rap game back then, they had their own style. Nobody dressed the same, but everybody dressed with a, we would say, dope. They, you know, they dressed in their own dope style. So, yeah, you know. And so if you like the way Run DMC dressed, then, you you know, hey, what's wrong? You had your how you dress, you know, you had your track suit on and everything, your gold, your gold chains and, your, you know, your nice little beaters and all that, and your hat and all that. So whatever, that's the style. That was a certain style. Other people, LL Cool J had his style. Definitely Big Daddy Kane had a whole different style than all of them. It's yes, it. And they was all phenomenal rappers and, and positive influences for us to grow up and want to be like, or want to emulate, or want to dance like, or rap like, or sound like, look like, be like, have money like, have have fame like. We love them, Salt and Pepper. We love them. You know, we we love Heavy Deep uh you know we love LL Cool J we loved all of these people man we love uh, Eric B and Rock we we come on all these was the gods of hip hop and they were all positive influences on us that which kept us at bay from being bad and rebellious and doing all these wrong things cuz inside of that music there was a code that was to bring you up into maturity and to guide you and to put you on a path where you're going to do something in the right way. You're not going to disrespect or make your mama and them, you know, not proud of you, or you're going to disrespect your family's name. It's like all these values were intertwined in that music. And so, you know, you would look at you. There was so many different positive influences at that time. Um, KRS-One, you know. I mean, it's so, it was so many dynamic people who were that were people we looked up to and we were like, okay, th- there's a message in their music and it's telling you to don't hurt ourselves, don't hurt each other, don't kill each other. There was a whole song put together by like 12 or 13 rappers called Self-Destruction. All these great rappers on there, Chuck D and Uh, Just Ice and uh, Big Daddy Kane and uh, certain other people, what's his name, Um, Slick Rick, or not? if it wasn't Slick Rick, um, Dougie Fresh, and all these different people was on that track, and it was a great track, and they all had their own styles, and they was all saying, look, stop all this killing. You're headed for self-destruction. If you continue to do what you're doing, you're going to go down this road, and we're going to kill each other off. It's self-destruction. we killing
1: ourselves.
3: And yeah. in in the song, Self-Destruction, the brother says, it was Kumodi, D. He said, I never, ever ran from the Ku Klux Klan, and I shouldn't have to run from a black man. <laughs> self-destruction. You're headed for self-destruction. You know, yeah. so... We, we were, like, honed in on a certain thing, which was unity. We were trying to achieve something as a people, but what happened was they threw a monkey wrench in that because they knew that if we continued in this same format, that we would be the saviors of the world with that music and those influences, those great people and great thinkers, some smart-ass black young people. With the most intelligent, inc- incredible, incredibly creative beings on the face of the earth, those brothers and sisters right there that came up out of New York, out of the ghetto and out of poverty, whatever it was, or came from different islands around New York, and they was Jamaican and they was from Antigua or Cuba, or they was you know had all this different blood in them and they end up in New York with big mixing pie, everybody black. We came from different places. Everybody the same here. We, you know, even Puerto Ricans. They was hip hop didn't even have no discrimination. They embraced the Beastie Boys. The Beastie Boys was hot. It was everybody liked the Beastie Boys because they was like, you know, they just had that hip hop and you know, like they understood hip hop and how to rap and how to perform and not make a fool of themselves and just make it sound precise the way hip hop was intended to. To sound so, like I said, that monkey wrench got thrown into it. They had this conference to come together to 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 mess this music up, to start promoting gangster rap and killing each other, and promoting all this killing each other and and doing away with all of this positive stuff. All these positive ass songs. The Devils was like, no. We, we can't have this They'll change the world it, We won't be able to, to corrupt the world If they continue to do this We got to end this We got to do something about this And they came up with diabolical plans To mess our music up To disallow Any kind of a Even a balance of kind of the music Everything is negative now At first everything was just Extremely positive on the radio And then you started hearing that gangster crap coming in around 1990, 91. And then you started hearing a positive song and then a negative song, you know, with some killing and stuff, or I'm a gangster bitch. I'm a gangster. I'm a gangster bitch. A gangster. That was some bullshit to me. Mm-hmm. Way back then, in 1990-whatever, 2 or 1, for that song to come out in a doobie from New York, and he talking about his girlfriend riding a dime with him, like he, that he need a gangster bitch. That was, that. was This is the breakdown of the positive, the quality of hip-hop that we had. Now they're starting to allow this bullshit into it. And this is what's destroyed it continue to degrade and go downward when 50 Cent came into the game. I ain't talking about NWA and them. They was keeping it real on the West Coast. They was saying what they were saying. That stuff was just saying what they were saying. I ain't got nothing against that. But that 50 Cent, he come in the game, and he just want to be a bastard, okay, and, and, and break all the codes and the rules and all this stuff and mess up the whole thing even worse. And then you get Beanie Siegel. He's, he's, he's another one just destroying the music. Biggie Smalls comes in, with beautiful, you know, way of flowing, but he's destroying the music. Tupac Shakur, destroying the music. Destroying it with the lyrical content. These guys are destroying this music. And it's influencing people to do wrong instead of how those brothers was teaching us to do right back in the 80s. I stopped eating meat because of a rap song that was positive information to me that I went cold turkey and just stopped eating meat completely off of a rap song that was a positive rap song. So they continue to let other people get in the game and destroy it even more. And then you came to a point where you couldn't even have no balance on the radio. You could forget about hearing any more positive music because we've done away with that now. Everything you're going to hear from now on is going to be negative and ignorant as hell. And it's going to do it to self-destruct you for good. Because we took over your music. You were the creators of your music. Now we took it over and we run your shit, and you do what we say. Or well, you don't get your money, cause we own all of everything like this here, and you got to come through us. But you, you, but but y'all started it all. You. Y'all was your own directors. Y'all was your own creators of your own videos when you first started it all. You started, you made your own videos. You didn't need nobody. You did all that on your own for fun, just for the fun of it, and just for to have some fame around your neighborhood or your city or your town. You just did that just for the fun. It wasn't even about the money. It was for the love. It was for the love. It was for to stop the violence. It was for the not to have game wars. It was for not to stab and kill and shoot and kill each other. That's what it was for. The music was to bring us together. That's what this music was for. This is why it was created. And now what they did, they took it over and destroying it and making our, our youth, they just, they want to do right, but you only letting them see the wrong. And they don't, they would love to do the right shit. They would love to, but you won't let them see the right shit. You won't give them a chance. You only going to show them fucked up shit so that they can go do some fucked up shit.
0: I'm sorry. Sorry. Hey, that's, that's it. You got to get it. What do you say? You say it with your chin, get it out of your chin, get it out. And, and, and brother, like here's, um, the y'all some wisdom, right? Fast. I get these clips in here. Um, Got to give you some wisdom, man, from the wisdom of Solomon. Uh, Proverbs 22, Proverbs 22 and 6, and it says, it says, train a child in the way that he or she, I'm putting she in there, train a child in the way that he or she shall go. And it says, even when old, he or she would not sway from it. But we have to try to train them up in a proper way, I should say and a proper way that they should go. Because, again, like we're seeing now, that they are getting trained. Now, ain't nobody saying they ain't getting trained. They're getting trained, but like I remember Dr. York used to say, you got to either in a disagreeable or agreeable way. And a lot of our, our youth and things, they're being trained, right, in a disagreeable way. And that's the problem. They are getting shown, shown but not in an agreeable way and not in a disciplined manner. And so that is the problem. We got to show them the positive side. And uh, there's a... Now, here's a brother he has. Young brother. uh, I think he's still 21. (laughs) I remember I listened to the interview. Brother's only 21 years of age, ex-military. He has a program in a school. And uh, y'all can look this up. And I do have it on our Facebook page. I shared the links, all these links on our Facebook page. And his... His schooling it's called, you go to his website, it's called The X for Boys, like the word D or duh, some people say, <laughs> how you ever say it, like X, like Malcolm X, and forboys.org. Da X for Boys.org. You're only going to go and check his brother's website out and see what he's doing. For young black men down in Auburn, Georgia. Now I'm going to play two clips right fast. I'm going to play two of them. One of them I hadn't listened to yet. I just see is in the related videos. Now, this is his promo video from his uh, school. Let's, let's check this out, brothers and sisters. Let
5: us make man. This is the scripture where God was talking about creating the human he talked about creating the human he said let us make man and for me the us in let us make man entails and implies to me that i should be assisting god with making men and this is where the expo boys comes into play this is the new man making machine in albany georgia we started the expo boys program um, in january of 2019 Albany, Georgia is one of the poorest cities in the nation. And also Albany, Georgia has one of the highest crime rates in the nation. And so I took it upon myself to curb that by working with young men and boys in the community and teaching them how to work in the skill trades, such as working on cars, um, fixing houses, simple home improvement, simple uh, brake repair, oil changes, plumbing, anything of, of that nature to try and help boys actually use their hands. I appreciate King Randall for taking the time out of his life to give us young men the opportunity
2: to do things
5: that can help us be better men and better people in life. The Extra Boys is creating men that will be self-sufficient, that will be able to protect their women and children, and will be able to go out and earn things for themselves. We do not teach victimhood. There is nobody holding us down. I am teaching the boys that they can go out and get whatever it is that they want when they want it to. They have the same father as Jesus, and that is God. And so they are able to go and do whatever they want to. The scripture says, greater is the God that is in me than the God that's in the world. So it's up to us to teach them about the God that's in themselves and to create everything that they want. Let us make man. Follow us on social media uh, at new emerging king and you can go to the org for our website i, I just want to
0: bag it up there for one little quick uh-oh let me go back hold up let me go back i got to bag it up for one quick thing one uh, i hope i can use another video because he said something y'all y'all heard me talk about victimhood let me let me see that he said people enlightened the ex- fine, this part, Voice is creating me let me see because i want to find this one quick point he said nobody holding us down. I am teaching the
5: boys that they can go out and get what yeah. they're holding us down. I am to go out and earn things for themselves. We do not teach victimhood. There is nobody holding us down. I am teaching the boys that they can... Right there.
0: I like that. You hear what he says? He do not teach victimhood. You'll hear me say this a lot, especially when I talk about the Democratic Party. <laughs> we... This is the problem. This is a major problem. I'm gonna stand on a teenager about the teenager all it all goes in though. And this is a major problem. He says, He do not teach victimhood. Nobody is holding you down. Let me back it up a little bit and let y'all hear what he finish hearing what he said. And this is the problem. You gotta go out and get it. You can get it. A lot of us we, we are teaching this and having our people, especially as black people, this victim mentality. We worry about it, and I, and I say this, y'all, and you can hear there was a speech that he would and, – and this brother had listened to, and he got influenced by a, a, a speech that Malcolm X had made about this speech that Malcolm was talking about how immigrants can come over here and pool their resources together. That was a great video, this young brother. This brother sharp. That I got a video I'm going to play here on the news clip. I hadn't listened to this one. I'm going to play it, though, with an interview that he did on Fox. But just check this out. Let's listen to it one more time and will be able to go out and earn things for
5: themselves. We do not teach victimhood. There is nobody holding us down. I am teaching the boys that they can go out and get whatever it is that they want when they want it to. They have the same father as Jesus, and that is God. And so they are able to go. Yes,
0: sir. I just want to play that, y'all. I just want to play that. And I'm going to (laughs) – When I was listening to this video – and I watched, and it was a video. Y'all got to go and check his brother out. His name is King Randall on his video thing. It's King Randall, and King Randall is not just a thing. He's trying to put like it. That is his actual name, King. His first name is King, so that is his name, King Randall the uh, First. Yeah, King Randall the First on YouTube. Go and check his brother out, man. Y'all, I looked at his website, and like you said, bro. Oh, the video I was looking, man, I got teary-eyed, man. I, 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 I got teary-eyed because we're seeing, like, again, we're reading the news, and we're seeing what's happening in this city. And here is a young man himself, 21 years of age, who actually took these young brothers, some brothers, and brought them into his own home. Like I said, you see the video. They got – you see the video. You see what they did. He's teaching them auto mechanics, things they used to teach in school, like trade school. And uh what was the other thing I can't think of the other thing they used to teaching uh shit They taught shop in school all of these type of things. He's working with young brothers in Albany, georgia and, and and doing an excellent job and he's been getting people um all over uh like I seen something like i said uh, uh, rihanna trying to reach out to him and help him funding uh John cena is major celebrities are reaching out to this brother and is helping this brother. You know, they're trying to get a, I think they got a school now, but I know they was doing things out of his own home. And the, you know, how like y'all seen with uh brother, um, uh, Deion Sanders, how he teach and he motivate those young football players. This brother's doing this with, with youth too. You know what I'm saying? Who's been in trouble teaching him leadership thing. Man, I'm I'm, te- I'm telling you. So it, 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 we just saying we're talking about our youth, but there are some brothers and sisters who are trying to save our youth. There's some man. There's some great things that's out there. And let, let me say this: <laughs> while I play this video, and I'm not really trying to throw no shots, but maybe I am. But it's but it's but it's 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 again no, I ain't trying to throw no shots, but it's to excuses like the brother says. Now. And I'm gonna say this. Some people might not like what the hell I'm gonna say, but I gotta say it any goddamn way. Here's a brother again. He's doing what somebody been talking about. They want been trying to. They been talking about they wanted to do for a long damn time. A school for boys. And I'm going to talk about Umar Johnson. Umar Johnson, you need to take a page out this brother's book. He's doing what you have been talking about. You want to do. He did it. No excuses. He raised he didn't have the money and said he'd been raising money and getting it any way he could. Brought people into his own home. He's doing it, brother. So what I'm saying, all these damn excuses. I don't know what's your problem, why you hadn't done what you're trying to say you do. There's brothers who doing it. There's a brother here, young brother who's doing it. You have he been in the military, yeah. You got this goddamn so called I don't know, uh, whatever your damn uh 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 college degree supposed to be. He's doing it. So there's no damn excuses, man, why you hadn't opened that damn school as you claimed that you wanted to do. Out of all these damn years, you had the money. This brother has been, been doing it brick by brick. He's doing a wonderful goddamn job. So ain't no damn excuses, man. That's what we're saying. Ain't no damn excuses. You can keep on talking about what somebody don't want you to do to hell with it. And I'm going to throw this in here before I get this video. This is what I'm going to say again as of black people, here's what we got to stop doing. This is what I like to brotherly say. Quit teaching victimhood. I don't – now, we talk about racism, white supremacy. Let me tell you all something, and I got to get maybe harsh with the words, so elders, forgive me. Fuck white supremacy. Fuck the races. Fuck white supremacy. You hear what I'm saying? I don't give a fuck about them. Because here's something, brothers and sisters. Sometimes we focus on so much about what the white man this, the white man that fuck racism and the white goddamn horse they rode on to. You know what I mean? We, we have to continue to focus on what we need to do. If, if the races are out there, fuck them. Let's maintain – because listen, we act like we can't do – we can't multitask. We're so busy sometimes just focus on, with well, a white man, he don't want us to do this. He don't want us to do that. Fuck him. Do what you got to do. Let him be mad. But we still <clears throat> got to maintain and survive on this planet. Fuck what he don't like. Who gives a fuck? Because I'm going to tell you one thing. Even that racist white supremacist, you know what he's doing? He might be trying to stop you from achieving something, but at the same time, he's achieving what he wants to get, get done for his people. So at the same time that we may be fighting white supremacy, we still got to go out here and try to maintain and, and, and establish something for ourselves. But sometimes we get so focused on what the fuck the white man doing and what the white man think about us, and so that we're not, we're not trying to achieve and, and, and uh, accomplish something for ourselves. So get focused. Go ahead like and do like our brothers and sisters. We had Rosewood. What was that? Greenwood, Tulsa, and all of these places when they was in the thick of racism. You think they allowed racism to stop them from achieving what they wanted? Now, racism might have came along and tried to, and, and destroyed it a little bit, but they didn't give a fuck about racism at the time. Like, they're fucking, if you don't want us to join you, we'll build it ourselves. We, don't, we ain't going to beg you motherfuckers, you know what I'm saying? We're going to go ahead and do what we got to do. So I just want to throw that out there because our I, 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 youth need us to stand up, brothers and sisters, and do something. Because like I said, we can't keep worrying about no, well, fuck racism and white supremacy. I just want to throw that. I, I just had to make sure I say that. Fuck what racism and white supremacy don't like. God damn it, we got to do what we got to do, man. You know what I'm saying? So we can't stop making fucking excuses. Stop making goddamn excuses. Like I keep telling y'all again, I'm going to mm-hmm. say this again. Like the Israelites keep saying they ain't in no motherfucking captivity and all that. I ain't in no motherfucking captivity. And you not in no goddamn captivity either. Cause how can other like this young brother's what he's doing? He can achieve it and helping these young brothers. And say, y'all got to see it. Y'all got to see it. What he's doing. But let me mm-hmm. play this. In. I I hadn't seen this video, Joseph. We're gonna we're gonna listen to it all together on this one. He was on an interview. I see this is an interview um, on Fox and this things is called. Cause you said this earlier too. You was talking about influence and they have the caption on here: the power or influence. So we're gonna listen together and see what young brother Randall uh king randall was talking about let's see
6: Showing the power of positive influence that's the mission of one impressive young man from georgia king Randall started his organization The x for boys in 2019 in an effort to reform the minds of young men and steer them away from a life of crime now the group has undertaken a new project buying 40 acres of land in albany georgia Mm. to build a charter school Mm. joining me now is king randall uh Obviously, I'm so proud of you for all that you're doing. You said in your video, a lot of people are waiting for the 40 acres. You decided to just go take it. Absolutely.
5: I decided to go take it because I wanted to eradicate all the excuses that our so-called black leaders have used to dupe our people into thinking that we can't go do for self in our communities. I believe that our children need to see possible, especially where we live in the city of Albany. Our children don't get to see possible. So we decided, well, I decided to go start an organization at the age of 19 to show other young men that you could actually go do something for yourself in your community and not have
6: to wait on anybody to do it for you. A modern-day Booker T. Washington is what I call you. Uh, Yes, sir. (laughs) A lot of people talk about, you know, doing the work in the community, what we should do. But you're in the community teaching these young men uh, these values, conservative values. This is something that you grew up with. Absolutely. Um, I have
5: many male figures in my life, my grandfather, my former stepfather, many men around the neighborhood, and a lot of people are always asking, well, King, how are you, 21, and you know all these things, or you're 21, you should not know this, that, and the third, and I'm just telling them, well, if you have male figures in your life, you'll learn these things quite early, and it shouldn't be surprising, but I understand that it's surprising because we have a lack of father figures um, in our neighborhood, especially where I live, um, considering that uh, over 90% of the children that I work with, don't have any fathers, um, and they're having trouble reading, they're having trouble in school, they're having trouble with their discipline, et cetera, until they come into the program. I've worked with children from the juvenile court system. Our program has a 0% recidivism rate. Every child that's come to our program from jail has never been back, and that's coming from a program that I've been running out of my house since 2019, and we're just now getting to a point where we're about to have our own school that we're planning to open this fall, and we just purchased 40 acres of land to teach our children the wilderness training, to teach them firearms training, to teach them how to grow their own food, and to also open a fresh food market on that side of town because that side of town has no grocery store. We didn't ask a politician to do it for us. We didn't ask anybody to come and help us do it. We decided to go do it for ourselves.
6: So let me ask you, King, have you had any support from conservatives, Republicans on this message? Because that's what needs to happen. When you find someone that does the job when you don't do it, you would think they would be supporting you, right? Absolutely. And what's interesting is uh, we begin
5: support from all sides um, because you can't, you can't not love the message. Um, and that's from every side, the left, the right, et cetera. Nobody cannot love the message. Um, we've been invited to speak on many different platforms from the left to the right um, because people are intrigued by the message. And people are actually asking now, Instead of, you know, listening to what the media has to say about conservatives, people are asking, what, is, what does conservatism mean? Because you actually seem like you love the black community, because they'll make it seem as if black conservatives don't love the black community. And I'm just like, we do love the black community, and we are out here working, trying to actually help our communities but they won't show you that on TV so I decided to go show people that we can go do it yeah. and eradicate all the excuses that our leaders have given us and telling us that all we have to do is go vote That's and right. vote for these same people that are not doing anything for our communities but instead of going and doing it for ourselves yeah. so I want to make sure that we are eradicating all of those excuses that they've given us and
6: told us and duped us mm-hmm. into believing that we can't do anything and Come you're on. doing it King and you know my motto everybody grinds everybody eats and you're grinding And our community is eating. Thank you, brother. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. He's the man.
0: Damn. I love that one, y'all. All right. Damn, man. Woo. Damn. Damn. Yes, sir. What you got on that? It's my first time hearing that one, too, Jesse. Go ahead, brother.
3: Yeah, I like that that brother's saying. And, like, he's not influenced by drill music because he highly unlikely listens to that crap. And so his mind is working towards improvements of the black community from a, a black conservative point of view. <clears throat> now, that's fine. And for him to have influences, a lot of male Influences and positive influences of black males around him that's also excellent and so those those males around him have influenced him in a positive way to where we are passing the baton to the youth that this twenty one year old wise young man has received the wisdom from the elders. And taking that baton and using it in an appropriate way the way he sees fit for his time as he comes into his time to be in a, a position to make change in a positive way for our people. So it seems like I said a lot, but what I'm saying about the young man is that a lot of our youth today who have positive influences, such as a mother and a father in the household, raising them, those children tend to do well. When you have a family structure with a mother and a father, and they're both in that house raising that child and sending him to school, elementary, middle school, high school, and to college, usually, when children are in a household, when they have a mother and a father, 90-something percent of the time, the child is going to be successful and he's been put on the right path at a young age, as you read that quote from the Bible, as the parent is to do. And all of my friends who came out of a household with a single parent versus having a mother and a father. The single-parent children tend to struggle a lot more than those children who had those two parents to raise them. Those parent, the, those children from the one parent tend to certain things that they didn't get from having that structured family. So a lot of times dysfunctionality comes out of that because you didn't have those disciplines from that overall mother and father being, you know, the structure in the right way that it's supposed to be for you to grow up in a in the most way where you're gonna end up having a successful, productive life, so the one parent thing and the broken families and we can't get along with the, each other, the black man and the black woman having all these issues where they can't communicate and they they land down with each other, having children. And finding out that they don't seem to not going to be able to like they don't like each other or they can't get along, and they have a child now, and so this creates dysfunction in that whole situation of that child being in existence. Now this child's raised by this mother, and the mother's saying these things about this man she really don't know but she's throwing stuff at the child, you know, because of the relationship not going well or them not being able to get along or maybe not even spending enough time to get to know each other before they even lay down in the bed in the first place. So uh, we have a lot of dysfunction in our families or in our black communities because of this uh, dilemma of not having two parents, male and a female, raising a child or children. So when you have a one-parent situation and that one parent is the woman that is of a modern standard, the modern woman, the modern black woman, today's woman. Tends to have a mentality. Doesn't doesn't have her femininity. She doesn't use her qualities of her femininity. She's not possessing the strength of her uh, her. How do you say her? You know, like when she's just just to be adored because she has class. So she's she's. She's just commanding respect everywhere she goes because she's respecting herself everywhere she goes, so no one can disrespect her. Today's woman is not quite like that. The modern woman has lost the standards of a traditional woman. Traditional women could win over a man just by saying something kind or sweet to that man, and he would do anything she said or asked him to do. You can't find a modern woman that is going to speak to a man in a soft way or to speak to him in a way where she can get that man and persuade him because she's using her feminine skills, her feminine quality that she's possessed with, that she's supposed to be a natural thing to her, to be feminine and to be kind and friendly to her counterpart that will help her in her time of need and maybe not even know her, but just because she needs help from that man and because she's feminine and she's kind and she does class, then she's going to command a certain, anything you want from me, um, because of how you just spoke to me, just so kind and soft and sweet, and you're a woman and you're not as strong as a man, as physically, then I will do whatever you want me to do, and I don't even have to know you. Today's woman doesn't speak like that. She's not going to get the same respect as a feminine traditional woman is going to get because she doesn't speak like a traditional woman. She speaks like a woman that is in a society that has gone mad, where women don't speak like women anymore. They just use profanity. They cuss. All they do is, is, is say de- degrading things about themselves and then their conversations. The conversations are awful. Not everybody, but a lot of people. Uh, uh, it tends to be a, uh, an enormous amount of people who are behaving like this. That's the modern woman. She has lost her way from being a traditional woman who has the qualities and the class of a woman of excellence and, and intelligence and, and and just love and kindness and you know these things that they they have. I can't say them all because I'm not a woman, but I know where I know what they're supposed to be and how a woman is supposed to act and behave. And we're not getting that. And that's where our problems are are occurring with each other, where these men and these women are coming to heads with each other and pulling out guns on each other and robbing the woman. We don't have any respect for our women. We don't have any respect for our men. We don't love each other. We don't care about each other. We're starting to see each other as less than human beings. When we see each other in the street, acknowledge each other, we won't smile at each other. We won't make a friendly gesture towards one another. We won't give anybody eye contact towards each other. We don't acknowledge each other as human beings. Black men and women. Women are treating black men like we are like the worst people from another planet that never should be existing. That's how a lot of black women are treating black men in public. A black man might try to be kind, and a woman will make up something in her head that this evil man is trying to do something to me some kind of way. It's imaginary. They make it up. It becomes their truth, which is a lie. We got to learn how to treat each other. We gotta learn how to respect each other, and talk to each other, and acknowledge each other, and speak to each other friendly and kind, and talk to each other, and look at each other, and acknowledge each other, and 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 and, and, and not to say something terrible towards somebody, and just to just to be friendly, and to receive that, don't reject that, receive that. If someone's trying to be friendly and kind to you. Why not accept that? Why turn away from that? Why frown on that? Oh, he's trying to be nice. Ah. Why? What? What what, this is madness. This is what's going on out here. A lot of black men won't even try to talk to sisters these days because they don't know what the hell they're going to get. They don't know what they're going to get. A I lot of men, they just tend not to not even saying nothing to these sisters these days. Because they, every time they do, it's something going on that they don't want to be part of because the language ain't right. It's all. It, it starts off with cussing. Who wants to be part of that? An agreeable person that likes that, I guess, that they fit that. Oh, okay, we're going to cuss this thing out. Well, This, this is how this relationship going to go. No respect. All cussing, all fussing.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Well, I think um, a lot of things. Well, you Well, I'm, I'm gonna say this too, brother. For right back. Well, we going we're gonna. We're gonna uh, probably set the next segment for another show because we only got like 23 22 minutes we just set that one for next segment because this is this is a good maybe stay on anyway uh this subject we'll set that one for the next next show so um i just recounted titled the show right fast so we'll do talk about the black business on the next uh episode or whatever um that's a couple of things uh he's just speaking about a lot of things goes down to uh, rearing, rearing, you know, I'm trying to pronounce that word, rearing or being raised and in influenced again. Um, and who's influencing you? Now, go back to this brother about the, the parenting um, or the two-parent households. Now, on certain degrees, I can, I, I can acknowledge it that. It, sh- it 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 would be great. It should be great. I'm not disagreeing about the two parent households, but sometimes we tend to not give uh, props to there's brothers who raise children on their own and they come out great. There's sisters we know. There's numerous of sisters who raise children on their own, and some of them come out. Some I, I don't want to say come out, but soundless sound improper. Some children, you know, they um, when they go out, they be raised excellent. They come out to be outstanding citizens in, in, in society, um, and bring great value to the community. So I, I won't always, I won't always say is, you know, a person is bad or because they grew up in a single parent household again. It, and I think this is what we don't really put emphasis on how the person is being raised or influenced again um, and type of influence they're around. Now, here's the thing. But that even at Brother King Randall, I, I don't know if you listened to it in a whole interview that he did with that other guy, I forgot that his name on the show he did. You listened to the whole interview. He was not raised around his father, his actual biological father did not raise him. He was raised first about about uh one stepfather, he had a step stepfather, his mother uh had got remarried, and that guy gave him value and taught him some things. Then they separated and she got with another guy and I think I don't know if she got married to the other guy or not, but then he gave him values and virtue gave him some wisdom and taught him things and not only those two guys who was his stepfather now his biological father didn't didn't i'm not saying he did but now he he talked about how his father he wasn't never around him but it was stepfathers to help rear him and gave him taught him values on farm because oh, the, the first stepfather right he was a farmer so that's how he learned how to farm and things of that nature and the other one started teaching him mechanics and stuff and not only that That was outside influence, he talked about, even though I think he was – he said there was a guy who was an alcoholic or something like that, a drug user or something the guy was. But he still taught them wisdom, the guys that was there. He gave them wisdom. So this is where we're going here. When I say that, a lot of times you still can have a two-parent household. This is where we really got to have these discussions, truly have discussions of one. When we start talking about two parents in a household, okay, you can have two parents in a household, but if, not, uh, but if those two parents are not truly giving those children wisdom and giving them values, the two-parent household don't mean shit. You just got two parents in a household, but they're not teaching them nothing. They're not – neither one of them are teaching them nothing. You can have a father in the house. In the, in the house. But he sprung out on drugs, and he doing this, he doing that. What, what good is he to that child? What good is he to that child? He just he just is, he just a Negro in the goddamn house. But he's not teaching him nothing. He's not teaching him what how to be a man. He sprung out on drugs. He hanging out in the street. He uh, partying. He doing. What, what good is he? Yeah, it's two it's two parents in the household. But the child is not seeing anything worth being uh, uh uh to to gravitate to to look at as something then uh, a great influence to he gonna see his father hanging out kicking his stage out drunk. That's a bad influence to that child so you can have a, a single parent there's plenty of mothers who now we like i said again I'm not putting anything on a single i mean us not having that, but I'm just saying sometimes we 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 devalue. A lot of things sometimes when we're saying, we're saying that, well, it can't be done. It can't be done because it's a single parent. When we see there's plenty, there's probably several households with two parents in there. But the child ain't learning shit. Not of great value or not a great substance. Because if that parent is not educated, like this is like I like, like going into the Bible again with Solomon. When you read the book of Proverbs, that's why it's the book of wisdom. And in the book of Proverbs is is supposed to be Solomon was giving his sons wisdom. This is what this is all about. Solomon was teaching his son wisdoms of life. That's when you're reading Psalms. That's what you read all about. Psalms is about is about giving his sons the wisdoms of life. So if you got a, a a a man in a household and he's not teaching, that's what it is to be. See, you just can't say I'm the man of the house, but you got to know there's criterias, there's criterias that must be met to even talk about you the goddamn head of the household. You just can't wear the title, but you don't <laughs> – it's like saying I'm a supervisor on the job, but what what the fuck did you be supervising? What are you doing? What are you teaching those regular employees? What are you doing? You just got a title, but you don't do shit. So it's like they're saying I'm the head of the household. I, as a man, I'm the man of the house. Okay, so are you providing for your family? Are you keeping them safe? What are you What what are you doing? I mean, as far as I see, you're talking about you the man of the house, but every time I see you, brother, you laid up on the goddamn couch, drunk, under the influence of marijuana, crack, whatever. I mean, shit. What woman wants you to talk about you the goddamn head of the household? So, no, so we have to stop that bullshit and be honest like I said, a lot of these children, that's why I like a lot of them, and even though, even at the same time, I like what Farrakhan said, I remember this always, even though sometimes you can have a two-parent household, but sometimes, like Farrakhan said, the society will have more influence on your child than you do, because like I said, mm-hmm.
6: so they, will okay.
0: other, they will see what other children are doing, and they want to mimic what they're doing, because
6: that's they want to good. be
0: Like if you listen to the interview that Brother King Arthur said when he was in school, he used to wear a suit and ties to school at an early age in elementary school, but children picked on him and made fun of him. So he tried to fit in, and he stopped wearing his suits and stuff to school and started dressing like them, but he said they still picked on him and made fun of him. So he's like, you know what? I'm going to be myself. And he started back wearing his suit and ties, and that's when all the young ladies and stuff uh, started liking him, and he was the most voted for uh, class president and all of these type of things. Mm-hmm. And she just wasn't doing – like I said, again, you can have two parents in a house. So I, I'm just saying, so all of these two-parent household sometimes we put a lot of stank on it, <laughs> but we got to start looking at some other things too. Like I said, yes, if there's two people in a household but the child ain't being taught shit. Even though we got then, two people, that and then sometimes you can have influences from the outside. Even though you are teaching your children, but the outside influence is 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 more heavy on your child than the two people in the household. So that's, that's, that's all. I'm, yeah, that's all I'm saying. That television and some other. Even, even though you might try to keep them from watching that, but see, it's still yeah. going to be on the. See, the so thing about it, brothers and sisters, we still got to say that is still going to be on that child and how they take it because why? That child is what we still call a what? A individual. That's an individual. They have to make their own – they will make their own choices. So no matter how you rear them, you just – only thing you can see, like the Bible says again, it says, raise up a child in the way that they should go. And, and it says they, they will never depart from it. Once they get older, they never depart from it. So we would, we, we would hope and we would pray that they won't now, even though we give them these values. But still, again, they have their own choices about the things that they want to do. They might go out and make those mistakes. It might not go the way that you taught them. They, they might know what you taught them, and then late on in life, they might come back to those values that you taught them. But they had to go out and make some yeah. mistakes. Like mama tell you, I'm going to let you go ahead, though, in a minute. Like, mama tell you – like, me and my, my coworker, we were just joking about this earlier. Mama tell you, don't, don't touch that stove or don't touch that song so it's hot. And you go and touch the motherfucker anyway. Cause you had, you were just curious about why mama, you don't, you, you ain't know, you don't know it's really hot. You just, you just thought, she just told you don't touch it. Then you go touch that mother. You find out mama will tell you the truth. So even what doing out in society, when our parents tell us something, sometimes we just got to go out here and touch it ourselves. And then we find out what mama them told us and daddy them told us. Uh, now we know why they told us don't do it. So sometimes mm-hmm. have, we want to do anyway until we, you know, uh, but anyway, so yeah. Um, I like what his brother is doing, and, and and like I said, is reaching out. But my whole key, is, I like what he he's saying again. Oh, couple of things, right fast. Yeah, one thing he said. Now, now one thing he said, he he's a conservative. Y'all know I say I'm conservative too. That ain't got the goddamn thing to do with Republican. I, I got to always make sure I say that. It's, it's value system that you have. And but notice what this brother was saying. He's 21 years of age, 21 years old. Notice what he said. We got a lot of these so-called leaders out here that's talking all this junk, but but they're not doing nothing. This brother said he's seen that. Now he now he learned a lot of things from Malcolm. Listen now again from Malcolm. This is he got a lot. That's why his site is called the X for Boys. He was influenced by Malcolm and some other great people as well. When I listened to his interview, um, he believed in that theory. He believed what the Allah, honorable Elijah Muhammad said. Remember, honorable Elijah Muhammad said, "Go do for self." and he and he mm-hmm. said i don't believe in waiting on government handout even though i'm looking at the thing he said he got a 501c3 thing charitable organization but they get donation but still again how he started off though right he had a starting point where he started off in his own home and then it branched out from there and then you know he's trying to get what did they get four they get, not gonna wait for them to, like people keep talking about reparation keep talking about reparation. You. Could, Many people have died and everything waiting on talking about some goddamn reparation. Fuck that. Go out and let's go and we can get our own shit. Like I said, that's what he said. Ain't gonna wait on nobody. Time is valuable. We can't keep waiting on nobody to give us shit when we have the opportunity to get out here and do this shit for ourselves. And that's what I like about the brother. Twenty-one years old and showing up some of these old ass knuckleheads. Now, as we talk about young people. That's a young brother though, who have the right mindset, who 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 have the mi- right mindset. So it's not all about youth, as we say again, we're not putting everybody in the same box. He's a young brother who see the mistakes that the elders and the elders just talking shit ain't doing nothing. So again, even though we're older, a lot of us are older, but a lot of us ain't doing shit either. So a lot of us are um, leaving our brothers out. And what was it, leaving them hanging? So, yeah, so I appreciate what that young brother's doing. I'll tell you, it brings joy to my heart to see that. And, like the brother said, no damn excuses. We don't have time. We don't have time. We got brothers out. I ain't no telling how many brothers out here right now stealing these guys out here in the city of Memphis. They're stealing some. And somebody it's going to probably be some murdering and killing our young brothers. We ain't got time for no bullshit, making no fucking excuses. We ain't got time to wait on the motherfucking city council. We ain't got time to wait on uh, Joe Biden, Kamala Harris. No motherfucker to make no law to try to somehow give us no programs. We have enough money. Well, in this, in, in the United States, as so-called black folks, that we should be getting up doing this shit for ourselves. Fuck them giving us handouts. Fuck that. Serious business. But go ahead, just we got, we got nine minutes, man. I'm just, it's just, if that brother can do it, what the fuck wrong with us, man? Twenty-one years old, four acres in like he said, he taking his four acres in the mule, not physically taking it, y'all, cause he ain't got time. <laughs> he ain't got time for that bullshit. He said, go here, brother.
3: Well, I like the way he's thinking, and people who think like him that are his age. I'm like, I'm liking the way that they're beginning to think outside the box, because they don't want to do things like their parents have been doing them for years and years. And then looking here now, we don't see a lot of results from voting the same way and everything. So people are choosing sides now more and more. Like the youth. Uh, what do you call the, uh, what's this generation here, uh, the Generation Z, these ones right now, that 21-year-old, he's a Generation Z-er. And so they think even more, even even further out than those millennials, even, you know, we thought that they were, like, far out. Well, these generations, they are even much further out because they know nothing but technology. They know nothing but a phone since they was two years old in their hand learning how to download an app, how to, you know, take a picture, how to watch uh, some cartoons on the phone and stuff because that's been their babysitter. They learn how to go online when they're like six and seven years old and google search things and find out information so this generation right now they're claiming to be brilliant they claim to be you know like like super excellent in their contribution time slot on the planet and so they super see themselves as really being super smart about things and this way of how the world is now that they can operate in it in a much easier way than us old heads, you know, because they know, you know, how to do it in in a super fast way because they, this is all they know. (laughs) These children that are generation Z do not even know how to write in cursive. They can't sign their name in cursive because they they weren't taught how to write in cursive. Okay, they all they know is technology stuff. So, I'm going to touch on this thing about black business just ever so briefly. Yes, sir. All right. So. When it comes to wanting to support black business, then you make a choice to do that. And you go and search out and find somebody that you can support and give them um, in a way where you're supporting them by purchasing something or buying something, you know, in a way where, you know, that helps their overhead. So... When you go and do that, you would expect to be treated like you would want to be treated as a customer paying money that you earn on a job that wasn't free. So that means with the utmost respect, as if you're going to purchase something in that establishment, then you're going to want to treat the customer with courtesy. So this is what I'm going to touch on, is that it seems that when we search out black businesses to support, that in many cases, not all, but many cases, we are finding that once we try to do business with this business, or this operation or this person's business, that their attitude somehow doesn't meet the standard of professionalism. So they can often come off
7: offensive
3: in their way of expressing what they are expressing, and they can also come off to you being arrogant in such a way as they're trying to sell you something, but it's as if you don't have any other choice to purchase something from somewhere else. It's like you're the only person that has this product and that, okay, if you don't get it from me, then, you know, it's going to be tough because I can treat you however I want because I got you at bay. I'm the only game in town in a sense. So some people will tend to lose the courtesy that they should have when they are dealing with clients that are patronizing that business. So when we go into any black business and we're not talked to with respect or with courtesy or with kindness or even with a smiling face or even a, a friendly greeting, as you enter the establishment or something that you you, you want to be made to feel welcome. And so a lot of cases we're not made to feel welcome when we go into our black businesses. Sometimes we are looked at as criminals at all automatically at first. And then sometimes there's some mask issues if they want to make some deal of a mask. And then, there's the attitude of the patriot that you're going to buy something from. And so sometimes you could want to buy something and they can have an attitude and say that you said something previously that you didn't say, but they, 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 they you know, automatically they're just saying that you, absolutely said something that you know you didn't say in that way, and then, you know, so it becomes where you're looking at them like, okay, you're not being professional. You shouldn't talk to your customers in this kind of a way. So, like, if you go into a black business or you go into a business, any business, and if the person that is there that you don't seem to be getting the respect or the courtesy that you believe that you deserve as you're trying to purchase a product, then you may want to speak to the owner of that establishment or perhaps a supervisor or a manager of that person to try to further your request and to you know to uh, to succeed in what you're trying to accomplish in your purchase. So if once you receive that next person and then they treat you with that kind of kindness and that respect and that, oh, you know, they're going to make sure that you're taken care of and that you're treated with the value that you're, you know, that you deserve and that, so this should be like the blueprint of all businesses, you know, no matter what color that if I go into a Chinese restaurant, they shouldn't talk to me down or if I go into a black restaurant, or a white restaurant, or any other Indian or anybody, shouldn't automatically make a preconceived notion that, uh, or be prejudiced towards me, or to disrespect me, or in any kind of way, before I even try to attempt to purchase anything. So once you, you know, I'm just, it's like we gotta get our black people to understand that they have to have respect for their customers and talk to them with respect and courtesy and kindness and be professional at all times and never use profanity or any types of um, gestures of intimidation towards their clients or their customers that are wanting to pay them money to purchase something to keep their – roof on their head and their bills paid at whether you know what they're doing so we need to have respect for the people who want to buy something and these black businesses need to learn this and treat people with the same courtesy that they they want to get when they go somewhere and buy something they should absolutely be professional at all times and not use any kind of slang terms and stuff when you're doing business in a business. That's just my opinion now. This this is not happening everywhere, but this is just my opinion that this should happen because when sometimes I go to this, some of these places, people are talking all kinds of ghetto talk all inside this place that it shouldn't even be heard. This should just be business conducted, no negative talk, all professionalism, buy and purchase and exit in the next person. It shouldn't be all oh, this bring your ghetto stuff to this job and talk crazy while you're here and all around the customers and people just bringing down our society and bringing down the standards of having this type of respect for people, you know, who want to buy stuff at a black business. We We should... Always just be professional. I don't want to hear no cussing and carrying on, and it's just, it should just be professionalism. That's it. Excellence, black excellence and professionalism. Black excellence and professionalism. That's it.
0: That's it. Yes, sir. Yeah, we got We got. We got some work to do, brothers and sisters. We got some work to do, and uh, we're gonna get ready. To almost get her out of here. But like I said, want to tell y'all, brothers and sisters, don't forget to go check the brothers' website out. It's called the X, the letter X for boys. dot org. The letter, yeah, like D, a duh. <laughs> uh, letter X. For boys dot org. But like I said, you can follow us right there on our Facebook page now and uh that way you can you can find it or on our Twitter page and you can see the different to the outlets that the brother has and go and check the brother out. Like I said, no more excuses, brothers and sisters. No more excuses. Should have been should have been none long um long time ago. As we say if we want to walk in the footsteps of our ancestors, um, yeah, I really have to ask, man. Did they did they really make damn excuses? I ain't talking about no civil with the civil rights movement. We seen that, but we talk about like going back, Rosewood and all that greenwood and all of those type of things. uh, even go back to Frederick Douglass and all of our brothers. Did they make damn excuses or did they just do? I think they just did. I see, I think they did. In the thick of racism, white supremacy and whatever else we want to call it, they did. They make no goddamn excuses. So we have no reason today to be making excuses ourselves. But all of this so-called, as we say, opportunity that we're supposed to have, why are we making so many damn excuses? Right? And we got opportunities that they didn't have. That they probably looking, I don't know what it might be. I can't say in heaven all that because I don't really get into that, believing in all that. But they're looking like, I wish we had them damn opportunities. We will show them what they, what what to do with it, boy. We had it like they got it today. We be we'll be cutting up sideways. They say y'all are like we'll be cutting up sideways. We had it like they got. It. They just don't un- They just I'm- don't know. But
3: man, know, oh funky. man, them people rolling over in their graves about us, man, up here on the earth right now. All of them great black excellent people, man. Yeah. You know, oh, I don't
0: shoes. want to keep you going because I know you want to get yeah. off the show, but yeah, my goodness. Just, yes, sir. I'm just saying, brothers mm-hmm. we got it. But like I said, that's why I like the attitude that a young brother has because what he said, you know, I, I just said, it, man. Damn, all can excuse brothers and yeah. sisters. And um, we got it. We just got to get it, man. Mm-hmm. We, we, we want it. We got to go get it. That's why I say it again. Who gives a damn about racism and white supremacy? I don't give a goddamn about them. I'm, too, I'm, I'm, be, I'm, I'm so busy trying to maintain and take care of my business. I don't give a damn about that. I'm not gi- I'm giving a goddamn. If there are some clan members, skinheads, I'm not giving them my goddamn energy, waiting, wasting my time thinking about they funk ass. Y'all hear what I'm saying? Excuse my language. I'm not wasting my time waiting about they funk ass. You know what I mean? I'm too busy trying to take, mm-hmm. take care of business and maintain. Now, when I, when I run across them, then we, then we take care of business. But in, in the meantime, they don't get my goddamn energy. They don't get no energy no more. Y'all hear what I me? Mean? We got business to take care of. We got our young brothers and sisters as out here, man, being destroyed. We gotta, we, we gotta worry about more about that. That's who we seeing. That's who we need to be we're taking. Care of. Like you said, you said it earlier, brother Justin. There's why are we? We're, be honest. We're more, we are more fearful of, of each other than the goddamn clan. Especially our elders and stuff out here. You got so many black people out here right now. We're more fearful, fearful of each other. Scared that we're going to go out here and get robbed by one of our, somebody who looks like us. Then getting rolled up on a goddamn skinhead or a Klansman. And who probably want to hang you and kill you. And, and like right, even in the cities, like right now with these goddamn police, whether they're black, white, white, turquoise, yellow, green. Some people are fearful to get pulled over by the police. We don't give a fuck what color they are. We're finding out, and especially in this city, now, y'all just heard so far, y'all heard about they beat Tyree and killed Tyree. They beat and killed a brother in jail. Several brothers been killed in in the county jails down here. They beat and killed a black man in the county jail down here. And I tell y'all, them black motherfucking deputy jailers who did it. I've been inside that motherfucking jail. I can tell y'all know. Them motherfuckers low down is a... Black people, we low down to each other, so we we want to worry about the racism. We got to, we got to, a hey, y'all, we got to reform our motherfucking cells. They beat and kill. See that 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 the news ain't ain't putting out there on, on a major level because, but this happened, y'all, right around the same time, the Tyree Nichols beat and killed that man inside that fucking jail. Several brothers been killed. I think it was. Like damn, I don't know. I want to say that there are ten people don't got killed inside of that jail, which is predominantly blacks that work in there. They got a black. And see, here's something, y'all. We talk about blacks getting in polit- And I'm gonna play Malcolm. I got to a out with Malcolm. Talk about blacks. And this is some subject so we might get into. It's nothing about you know beating down on our people. But we just these are conversations that we truly need to have to be real. We said we want to keep it real, right? We got to keep it real. Like blacks, we we talked about how we got to get in these positions. Like Al Shopton said at the at that uh, memorial thing with uh, Tyree, uh, how you know during the civil rights movement that blacks fought for other blacks to get in those positions, and how they made a mockery of it. They got in that position and they did what they did, right, to beat down one another. So we as blacks, we said that well we're gonna we need to pre- put black people in uh, certain political positions so we can make things better for ourselves. Well, I tell you, you look at a lot of things now, you got black, like here in this city now, well, we don't have a black mayor anymore, but we had two black mayors. This city wasn't no motherfucking better. We have, uh, we had black police chiefs at the same time. We had black police, uh, 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 the mayors didn't get no better. So a lot of times you have black this black that don't get no better. Because what, sometime again is we got to keep bringing up, or we should bring up, we hadn't mindset. Whether we talk about political politics, whether we talk about like we say liberals, progressive, those are mindsets, brothers and sisters. You hear me? It's a value system, but then it's a mindset. And we see again. I'm gonna give play Malcolm in a minute. That's why that brother said he have a, he have a conservative. He's a conservative. A conservative mindset. That's why I said again. Hey, what, what did they what did they tell y'all? Black and then people got mad and they get mad really. At the Republicans basically white said, hey, "You got to you got to pull yourself up by your own bootstrap. And you can take that how you were to People are like, man, fuck that shit. Y'all motherfuckers got all the money. Y'all white boys can say that, but at the same time, like you said, no. Like the brother, he was like, "Hey, I ain't gonna keep waiting on you." We keep asking you motherfuckers to do for, and the majority of black, as blacks, we're going to keep asking for is who? We wait on the Democratic Party to to do for us. So you keep waiting on them motherfucker like I like said, man, pull yourself up by your own booster. because, like, you've been waiting and waiting for 50-some-odd years for the Democrats to be your goddamn lord and your savior and save you. And what he'll you keep on getting, y'all? It's getting worse and worse. This city is a democratically-ran city, Memphis, Tennessee, and it's fucked up, y'all. Excuse my language. We have had black after, <laughs> black, after black after this. Most of the city council members are black. Most of the, we had black mayors. We got black goddamn woman police chief. And she is, boy, I'm finding out some stuff about her. Ain't going to say it on there. Y'all got to dig and do your research. So all this blackness, this, listen, man. Now, I, I told y'all, I don't play them motherfucking black games no more. I love our people who want to do right. That's what I'm talking about. Try to get but I'm I am i am more concerned. I ain't what about these old motherfuckers no more? Excuse my language, y'all. These old mm-hmm. tired I'm trying to talk about our children. And that's what it gotta be. So maybe they won't grow up to be some like these old tired, no good ass bouncers that's out here just lying like they full of black people. Maybe our youth we can save them and they'll be really sincere about our people. Because they 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 sincere in doing this crime. So maybe we can pull that energy by and make them do it it's, let me get two minutes of malcolm we have to do two minutes of malcolm y'all know what they had there i don't like to time know, no celebrate no no anniversary of nobody's death but it was the they said the other day that, that the anniversary of malcolm's assassination but I, I didn't get into that but let me play y'all about malcolm yeah y'all know i got to play this video let me play this
1: one. you're the one who put the present democratic administration in washington dc the whites were evenly divided It was the fact that you threw 80% of your votes behind the Democrats that put the Democrats in the White House. When you see this, you can see that the Negro vote is the key factor. And despite the fact that you are in a position to to be the determining factor, what do you get out of it? The Democrats have been in Washington, D.C. only because of the Negro vote. They've been down there four years. And there all other legislation they wanted to bring up. They brought it up and got it out of the way, and now they bring up you. And now they bring up you. You put them first, and they put you last.
2: Because you're a chump.
1: A political chump. In Washington, D.C., in the House of Representatives, there are 257 who are Democrats. Only 177 are Republicans. In the Senate, there are 67 uh, Democrats. Only 33 are Republicans. The party that you back controls two-thirds of the House of Representatives in the Senate, and still they keep their promise to you, because you're a chump. Anytime you throw your weight behind a political party that controls two-thirds of the government and that party can't keep the promise that it made to you during election time and you're dumb enough to walk around continuing to identify yourself with that party, you're not only a chump, but you're a traitor to your race. I know you don't like me saying that. But I, I'm not the kind of person who come here and say what you like. I'm
2: going to tell
0: you the truth, whether you like it or not. Damn. Yes, sir. And y'all know that was way, boy, what was it, way in the 60s? And look what Malcolm was telling Mm -hmm. y'all. Telling our people, way in the 60s. Now, y'all think about how long it was, like I said, his assassination. And look, it was still going on. That's all I'm going to say, y'all. We're going to get ready to get out of here, man. We all, you guys you want to say just as we get up out this piece, man?
3: Man. Man, no, not necessarily. I was just wondering, like, what Malcolm would be thinking, what's going on right now if he was alive, or if we can dig him up and he we would walk around and read the papers and just see what's going on and watch the news. He'd be like, boy, what the heck been going on since I've been gone? And then Dr. King, he would resurrect him, too, and let him see what's going on he'd be like, oh, man, what happened to the civil rights movement? Where is that? And he'd be wondering why y'all didn't continue it and why we don't have nobody out there fighting for our civil rights except for Benjamin Crump, where it should be hundreds and hundreds of civil rights activists and lawyers fighting for our civil rights all over this country where you only got one, Benjamin Crump, fighting for our civil rights. That's just what I'm thinking.
0: (laughs) Well, you know, even a lot of that with Ben Crump, them, Ben Crump, them on a lot of bullshit bullshit themselves. I will say that. But is he a civil rights attorney? Yeah, he is a civil rights attorney. But like I said again, they on a lot of bullshit because like I said again, no, they only come out again like some of these motherfuckers, they ambulance, ambulance, well, ambulance chasers. However, y'all say it, y'all, you know, I'm I'm kind of got my country slur, the ambulance chasers. Where are these people in preventive measures? That's what I'm saying. Where are all these preventive measures people at that prevent a lot of things is they're setting stuff up in plate like this, brother. They only want to come out when some motherfucker body else do something to us. What about, you know what I'm saying, before that? See, that's what I'm saying. Setting up some shit, man, where we can help our young brothers, man, reform themselves before they get into the system. Where are those programs at? Don't just come out and, and, and holler, kick, and scream when the so-called white man or, or somebody else do something to you. That's what I'm saying. A lot of them, they, 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 they are part of the fucking problem. This is what – you really listen to that brother again when, when he – I like to listen to his fools interviews, what he be talking about. Listen to them, a lot of them, bro. So a lot of them are part of the problem while we even have in our youth out here doing what they're doing because they have been uh, neglected. By some of them people like Ben Crump, fuck I might even say Al Sharpton, even the Farrakhan's. the Farrakhan the new new and But a lot of these so-called leaders have, bruh, have have set this thing in motion to cause what's happening with our youth. They've been neglected. They had to truly have been neglected. Again, like I said, sometimes we worried about we focus on the wrong fucking thing. You know, we should be we should been been having things in play for our people. But, again, they, they cool, they race hustling, you know, they getting their paper, but they ain't worried about the EG fight here, fuck them. Hey, they not worried, and that's what they saying, fuck them. Now, because a lot of them, again, they've, like, I even heard about Jordan. One time, my brother had. I was talking to him one time. He said he lived in there, like Jordan. now. you think Jordan give a fuck? Because Jordan invested in private prison, uh, the private prisons. So he wouldn't give a fuck if they how you know, they was shooting each other and killing each other over Jordan. Because if they go to prison with, you know where he, wherever he got money invested in, hey, that's money for him in his pocket two times. For the joint yeah. they signed to pay for, and when they take they when they go to jail and they land up in the prisons, he make money off of them again. So you think? So people-
3: uh, you know what? Would you do that? Would would you do that, my brother?
7: Investing if the you were in Jordan's
3: shoes or a position, would you would you make money out of the prison? No,
0: no, nah. nah. And especially when it's us. Now I would be trying to invest something in in, in reforming how people so they can stay out of the prison systems, or maybe I would there be investing know. if they in the prisons. Maybe investing in programs to try to help them while they in there to reform themselves. So maybe when they get out, they won't go back in that way. The same way they came out. Cause a lot of brothers, like, they talk about here in Memphis, like the, the, the chief was saying, a lot of these, they, these juveniles are getting out and this is what they've been talking about here. They go to juvenile, they letting them right back out, even with ankle bracelets on and going right back out, stealing cars and shit with the ankle bracelets on. That's what they doing. Mm-hmm. Huh? It's, it's there. Mm-hmm. Nothing is happening nothing happened they just like they said they just repeat offenders repeat offenders they just doing they they had a pending case and going right back out there doing crimes do it with a pending case nothing nothing is getting resolved and then they even coming up with some stupid shit now in here in the city of memphis there's a guy some kind of bail and maybe i talk about i bring it up on the next uh show because i can go into it more in depth but and and all of this shit came up i i, I remember. Black Lives Matter was talking about this bullshit as this. they were talking about defunding the police and prison reform. And they was talking about some uh, – about the bond thing. Got <laughs> some – ignorant shit. I guess I might have to go more in depth and read on it, get more information on it. But um, they're letting us – talk about, well, they can't afford to get out on bond. They're letting a lot of people out. And uh, there's a guy just shot up uh, a place the other day. Eleven people were injured. One person died and some other stuff. They just found out they just let this dude out on a $25,000 bond. Now, they said his bond was like 800000 at first. And then his lawyer said, well, he can't afford it. And they just gave him a $25,000 bond. So we got to pay 10%. Shit, what? He had paid about $2,000 and get out. Now, damn, let me see if I can find it right fast. Because this motherfucker, he got... He got some he he got some charges on his ass. It, 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 they was at a hookah bar, some one of them. What you call it? Hookah bar, smoking a hookah. Let me see if I find it right fast. Y'all. I just saw it, and um, tried to kill all and just just shooting randomly at these people. Oh man, I don't know if I could find it in time, but uh, I want to get it. I got I got an
3: ingenious idea. I'm gonna pitch on on the Moon Man show,
0: and that's what. Okay, here we go. Try to find it. Okay. It says a man charged with second degree murder and attempt to second degree murder was given a lower bond of twenty five thousand. Okay, he went to court on Thursday. His bond. What I'm trying to find. Okay, he's twenty one. He has he been charged with five counts of of uh, attempt to second degree murder. Now, Here we go. Five counts of attempt to second degree murder, one count of second degree murder, and five counts of employing a firearm with the intent to commit a felony. Now, like I said, his bond was 800000 and they blew it down to $25,000. Now uh, – and, and, and see, this is Man, what they – Man, they should not lower doing.
3: his bond at all. No. He should not they get not, out.
0: That's what I'm going to tell you. I, I'm telling you, bro, they got some bullshit here in this city with these dumbass Democrats again. Just came up with some bullshit, bro. They let him up. I know. I know. If they do it, they don't care, bro, because why? They're letting and – and I'm and i saying this. Some people – I hate to see how people in there, but some things, because what they're doing, bro, they don't give a fuck because we are doing it to each other. That's all. They don't care. See, this is what I'm saying. They're letting them out to go right back out and repeat the same thing to each other, bro. So it's like, Oh man, they they act like they care, like they talking about defund the police, defund the police type shit, and what they were doing. And then soon, like it was, it was a woman here, Chevy uh, County Commissioner Tammy Sawyer. She was talking about defund the police, defund the police. And then a Klan member, because they were taking down a statue. As soon as this Klan member, he had threatening her. Who the first motherfucker she started calling the police? Now, oh, she wanted she wanted the police to come to her aid then, but now you talking about defund them with that dumbass shit they were saying. But anyway. It's brother. It's, we got we've been seriously trapped by the mindset by a lot of these dumbass people. And I'm just saying, I'm just going to put it out there like it is. These damn dumbass liberals coming. I'm going to say Democrats. And it's because they pre- progressive. You got both sides anyway. You know, you got progressive. I Democrats. agree with you on that one, brother. Yeah. I agree. they, with you. they messing they, it up. They not like they've been getting on um Laura Lightfoot in Chicago. I think they've been getting on her ass. About they don't care, man. It's like, and, and a lot of these people, again, we have black people in positions. They they don't care.
3: I got an idea.
1: You I got know, an idea
3: I want you to listen to. I want to ask you about this idea real quick. What do you think it is? If they will make it a law that any child 10 years old or over who kills somebody with a handgun or a gun at all, will get life in jail. I I, want to make it a law that if a 10-year-old shoot and kill anybody with a gun, that they will get life in jail. 11 years, 11 years old, 12 years, 13 years old. Whoever you are, whatever age you are, because of the society we're in now, with the way things have been desensitized in the movies and all this, and these video games that these children are playing, that if they know, if these little 10-year-olds know that if they get a gun and shoot somebody and kill them, that they're going to go to jail for the rest of their life, then that will deter that 11-year-old and that 12-year-old and 13- and 14- and 15 year old from killing somebody with a gun because they don't think that they're going to get nothing, no trouble. So right now they can be 12, and they got this evil mentality right now, and they know that they're not going to go to jail for their life. They're only going to get a few years. They'll kill somebody and think nothing of it because they know they ain't going to go to jail for about 8 or 10 years and get out of there because they was a kid. Now, if that little-ass kid knows his 10-year-old self kill somebody and he going to go to jail for the rest of his life, i bet you he would think three times before he do it.
0: What mm. do you think about that? I'm going to disagree with that, one. I'm going to say that's a bad okay. idea. Okay. No,
3: I don't. I don't. Not in today's time.
0: See, now, now you're going against... Mm. I don't think you get your opinion. You Not, hey? Not, Not in the day's, day's time. Not in the day's time.
2: These
3: kids gotta know it. that they are gonna be punished for killing somebody. They think they can do anything right now.
6: See now. Especially you the way on. these Democrats,
3: like you said, making these laws with these children, they'll pay a little fine and then kill some damn body, get out for twenty five thousand dollars
6: didn't it time, be you in jail
3: like- and not
0: get out on no bail. Huh? But at the same time, you sound just like a damn Democrat. You sound just like Joe Biden with the crime bill and uh, uh, Bill Clinton with the crime bill. Why? Well, okay, because, okay, like, you know, you got, like, some of those young brothers and sisters. Okay, it, it may be influenced by a gang. Somebody put them up to do it as a gang, and they shot and killed somebody. See, there's different. We, we got to go through different circumstances why they did what they did. We can say where they know better and so-and-so, so-and-so. But, like I said, again, that's why we would talk about, again, intervention and influence. Because, again, as you was even talking about music and watching television, the influence and this, that, and another, and then we want to throw them in prison for life. Now, I know the family might, some family members might say, well, hell yeah. but like, uh... Uh a ten year old, eleven year old hey, look hey, I bet you
3: they Randy. I bet you they won't kill nobody. They know see they know they can get away with it. They ten. They mind is twenty because no, they watch these they movies. They think they, say they twenty years old.
0: That ten years old man is not developed enough to really know what the fuck they now if you had now maybe we said by shit, twenty five year old, thirty year old. Yeah, I might ride I ain't, I don't even know if I can say I ride with you. I might ride with you with that. You talk about ten what what what? What what eleven and I, I I I can't ride with that one. Ten now.
3: years old. Ten and eleven. And ten or eleven. Now you can draw the line one yeah. of there, ten or eleven.
0: They both yeah, guns.
3: Can, ten is a gun one. and eleven is two guns.
0: So you you take you 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 your gun. On Moon, man. I they gonna probably kick you off the show that night. Even Moon Man might <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: Hey,
0: I am gonna most definitely have to be tuned in and that one to that one when you throw their dad there.
3: <laughs> you go, you go, you go, Listen, man, these children are wild And they need to know that if they do something That they will lose their right to freedom They got to know this at an early age They so smart now These little ZXs and little Generation Zs and Millennials They little children They think they know everything They learn all how to do all these crimes on these movies And they think they're going to get away with it Because they've been taught how to do it how to get away with murder isn't
0: that a TV show i promise. i Jesus hope you don't try i i am gonna make sure i'm i uh, i'm gonna have to I, I, and you can do Culture of freedom but if you become a politician i'm gonna have to i'm gonna have to be like uh what the eric Mays that I seen that clip i'm gonna have to vote against you <laughs> <I'm gonna laughs> ten years old you.
3: I got to let them know that, look, your little self do not want to grow up and be no killer. Do not even think about it. Because if you do, you're going to go to jail for the rest of your little life. And that'll deter them little 11- and 12-year-olds, too, man. Not just a 10-year-old. I got to get them while they're young. Now, if I want to reach down and say 9-year-old, i think that's reaching a little too far. But
0: 10, I'm drawing the line. Even 10. Even 10, bro. You see... You you sound just like them racist ass white folk that killed their what was their brother the youngest brother on death row that death row, the youngest brother they killed on death row, never get a chance to real had re, probably rehabil, rehabilitate himself and never got a chance to change his life, and and you know and and probably got out and probably been productive in life. This first time throw your ass to the book, put you in the death penalty, give you the death penalty, kill you. That. No, nah, I can't I can't agree with that. Well, like I said, that's a 10, 11, mine is still young, they're very impressionable. No, because they can easily be, maybe, if you got a proper um, help and so what. they could be probably reformed and brought out to be gracious. Even though that family member have lost their, probably lost a family member's life, but still, again, do we want to do that to that child? Because no, we don't know what influenced their child to do what they did. Like I said, if somebody, if the television and the mu- music influenced them to do that, no, that's a problem, again, with society. We got to we got to change the way society, how we do things in society, so they won't see this shit and be influenced by it. Society is a problem, too. Everything we're seeing in society is a problem, too. That's why I said a lot of things in our community. We have to change the way we do things, even in our communities. So I, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't say that. No. Yeah. Well, you I tell you what, you can run for council over in Saudi Arabia and even hell, Israel don't even do that. <laughs> they don't even do that in Israel. Eye for listen, an eye, right?
3: gun for yeah. a gun, knife for a knife, and life for a life.
0: Yeah, yeah. If Democrats don't really pollute it, you'll buy
7: it on that one.
0: Nah, brother.
3: Not no, <laughs> no, no,
7: that's right. That's no, why. I'm, I,
0: look, I'm it's independent
3: now. Nah, I just stepped out of that. I ain't in that party no more. I'm independent.
0: If you were, so you might have to go back, God damn it, to get you a couple of these motherfucking stupid motherfuckers
3: in Memphis. I don't know.
0: That's, that's <laughs> they true. love
3: that. They start loving it. Huh? I better <laughs> nah, not say they nothing. They, they let them you out. you guys start taking that wrong with it, our little kids be locked up all over the place.
0: Nah, they, they ain't even that cruel here. They letting them out. You trying to put them in for life at 10. Damn. Well, yeah, I say so life is 50 years. <laughs> for a 10-year-old, 50 years. That's good enough uh uh you making like they do have certain ages but they bound children over as an adult at, at certain i don't know what age it is they bound them I over as 50 a
3: 50 years. Give that 50 years cuz that's a life you know a whole life that that person missed out on living and you got to give them half of yours too so yeah 50 years for a 10 years. year old to
0: kill somebody it is life i think in the city of state of tennessee i think that is no it's 25 years i think i think it's 25 that's life. And I think he'd be eligible. So well unless they say you're not eligible, eligible for parole, some your ass stay there have the rest of your life. Oh, I think okay, like, yeah. Well, <laughs> I ain't say all that, son right now. I
3: ain't even go that far. I just said life. Now if life is twenty five years, well the hell would it, get it to him. But I'll gonna say, say he deserved
0: so you don't want him to get out point blank period, is what you saying.
3: No, for fifty yeah. years. At least fifty, if he ten. But if you say 25 years is life, then he'll then come out when he's 35. That, I think he's too young still. He ain't learned enough.
2: I think he's going to
3: stand there a little ass longer, a little longer just because
2: he's too
3: young to be coming out after he killed somebody. Their life is gone and he can get out and live his little 35 years old. He's still got a whole long life ahead of him. I think he deserves to stand there for another 15 years. hmm
0: well, like I said, that's depends. justice
3: speaking. Real justice is is, is is in in procession right now, y'all. That's what justice mean. how justice is. Damn. Okay, that's real justice. Real my
0: justice. My, my how many votes you gonna get? Yeah. Hey, they probably gonna say you sound like a black damn conservative. Hey, actually, that nigga, that sound like he sound like a black and he sound like a white conservative.
3: I'm I'm probably probably doing too many shows with you, man. You you got me this way, to
0: radicalize me. I don't agree with Delwig because I don't agree with Delwig. But like I said, they probably. Oh, what you you call that? Super left, super left, huh? Way to the left. I don't know what the hell that is, my brother. I don't know. I don't know. I think that's. I don't know. I ain't going to say it's cruel. Well, yeah, cruel and unusual punishment. <laughs> I just, at, at that age, I think it's just just too young to go that far with that. Nah, I ain't the family member. Some once family members. Once we make it, once everybody, it's just right?
3: like everything. We had to accept this gay stuff, right? So once everybody know, okay, yeah, your little 10-year-old do something dumb, you better raise him right and then raise him with values and raise him to not have, you yeah. want to kill people and stuff. He's only 10 raise him the right way cuz if you don't he's 10 and he does kill somebody his little behind going to serve 50 years in jail
0: but you can't but but again again though brother check it out what I said earlier you can train a you can give them all the values and things that they that they it it all the values all the home training in the world that's why I said what Farrakhan said again that's why I, I always agree with that you can get them all the home training, all the values in, in the world, brother. But again, they are a individual. They have their own mindset. They have their own willpower and all of this stuff. And they're, individuals don't do not do do to do regardless, man. Regardless, when they
3: see their friends going to jail, their little classmates is like, oh, well, he's never coming home. Then they'll be like, well, you know what? I'm not doing nothing like what he did i'm definitely not going
0: down that direction yeah it's it's, it's like this here you know how in, in in certain states they do this i think florida used to do it i'm not sure and i think if kamala harris where she were used to be is that uh truancy the truancy law and they they start holding the, the uh parents responsible now some states had it where if the child started shoe hooking missed too many days out of school they start locking the parents up now I'm going to say, like for me, with well, my bad ass when I was young. Now, is it, could, could they? how could they hold my mother responsible for this, right? She, she had to go to work. Now, my mother and my father had separated. She had to go to work. Now, I ain't going to say it wasn't well, my, fa- my father's fault that they separated. Make sure I put that on record, y'all. She left him. But anyway, she dropped me off in the front door. I take my little black ass out through the back door. She think I'm gone, <laughs> going to school. She got to go to work. She going to work. I'm gone. I'm shooting hooky. I went back home and some other places. Now, then when they finally see that I want to come to school. Then my mother, they now they didn't do that at the time that we we was when I was going to school, but they have this now in certain places. I don't know if they, how they still. I don't know if they still doing it, but they were locking people up. So was it my mother's fault that I didn't go to school, and and she had to get incarcerated? I think a Memphis, they was finding them, though. They were finding the parents out there, thinking one time. But Thursday, they were locking the parents up. Okay, what good – I mean, what good is it? She, she had to go to work. She don't know where I'm at. She didn't – she just – she knew she dropped me off, and I went in that front door. She watched me go through the front door. She. So uh, what good was locking her up going to do? She got my ass up, make sure I got dressed and got my backpack and bought my school supplies so I can go to school. So how are you holding her responsible by locking her up? That was my badass who didn't go to school. I made the decision, don't go in there and stay and sit in that classroom. So by locking her up, what good was that doing? See, this is what I'm saying. Sometimes we say we want to hold a parents responsible and lock them up and this and that. That child or whoever still, again, is an individual. They have their own Mindset to do what they are going to do, you can't control it. you can't well you you could try to control it. you just get in the values and hope they live by them. That's all we can do as a parent and that's why I always try to tell my son that I'm proud of him I tell him I'm proud of you and i and, and uh I'm really proud of the decisions that you're making sometimes he get hard here you know he get hard hit and he do some shit I tell him don't do. But not would he get in trouble, but he just do some stuff. I might tell don't spend that money on this here. I might give him some money. This is for you to do this, that, another. I gave him some money one time to go buy a car. You know, this is something. Hell, he spent it all. Dad, I need this money for this. He was spending the hell out of it. He didn't get a car. And I told him, you know, this is your money. Help you get you a car now. He spent it all. I'm making a dad. I got to pay. here had to pay rent. I had to do this. I had to do that. But he didn't get in no legal trouble and do nothing, you know, no crazy stuff. So I like, well, but he was a hard hit. Cause ain't what I told him, I told to use that money for. But I still again I always tell him I'm proud of him because again, he's not out in the street. He has a he has a daughter, he's married, and he's taking care of his family. So I always have to make sure I tell him that. Because the decisions mm-hmm. you're making right decisions and stuff. And keep doing that. Keep on making these right decisions. I, you always have to tell him why it's important to make these certain decisions for yourself. Because you're not only you. You got a family now. So, you know, and you try to instill this in your daughter as well. You know, so I try to tell him. I say, because I didn't make the right decisions, a lot of right decisions when I was your age. I, say, when I was your age. I didn't, you know, I'm going and keep telling my. I was, his mama used to do that. i like, don't be telling that boy how I used to go to jail and shit. They, they don't need to be knowing all that. But I tell him I was stupid <laughs> I was your age. I know I tell us I was stupid your age. I didn't make right decisions, so I'm very proud of you because you're making steps at, at, at the age that I was. I was doing it good right. shit, and you got a family right. now. I didn't even have a family at the age he did. I mean, that he had. Mm-hmm. He's making great decisions, uh, and so this is what things do. We have to encourage them to at the same time. Mm-hmm. You know, so mm-hmm. they but yeah, it's. it's, it's it's a lot, man, <laughs> and I'm still learning a lot of stuff myself. You know, How even even to be a a parent at 52. You know, I'm still a lot I gotta learn as to be just um, just being a person here growth. I'm gonna send
3: you a quote from Albert Einstein in a little while. Yes, sir. And it's gonna uh, like it'll show you a few things. You know, it's like five things that um, you can do to really like you know make things cool so I, i'm sending it to you
0: you check it out and let me know what you think yeah, yeah. like i said you know, um, I'm, you know i know we said we're going to be gone anyway but like i said you know i i, I get frustrated well can i say frustrated us? i know we talk like i said sometimes y'all hear like damn like they they like, they like they can't stand black people no it ain't that when i talk about this like we know that we have the potential to be a great people I I'm, I'm, I'm just speaking about me. I you know we have the potential to be a great people and do some great things. Like we read our history, we see how a lot of people, our people, um, they did a lot of great things, brothers and sisters. You know, we are the history. They talk about Black History, and um, oh, oh, we talk about Black History Month. Like I said, Black History is actually world history. Yeah. We set all of this stuff in motion, and you know, set things. In so, and I know we have the potential to be great. And this is where we have to uh, let our people know, like Malcolm, you know, uh, when we talk about Malcolm again, who told you that, you know, that this is what y'all gonna use these type of terms? You know, he said, and he said it's but who told you you a bitch? Who told you a hoe? Who told you you a thought, You know, like Trina, who told you you the baddest bitch? That's not what you are. That's not what you The mean. movies, the movies, them damn yeah. movies. Yeah. But like I said, these are things that you've been told that was false about you. So we have the potential really? to be great again. If we were great, you know, like you like somebody like you said Trump said make America great again. Make make um make being well we are still anyway. But it is a make being black or some people said black, uh great again. Make make your life great again. You don't have to be there's a there's a quote. Let me see, let me find this like fam This is it it was talking about Kane. I know this is there was no actual Cain and Abel, y'all but, y'all, but I'm just telling you, these are metaphors and things. Y'all know I don't say this because I read it and say this is actually what happened. Let me find this right fast. Um, what is it? Four and six. But it was a part, y'all know what they talk about when Cain and Abel and Cain's supposed to kill his brother Abel. Now, this is a part here. Now, the King James is not going to read exactly like this because this is my complete Jewish study Bible. Now, this is Genesis, what we call Bateshi, um chapter four, verse... I need some light up in here so I can see. Verses six, right fast. And it says, and the uh said to Cain, why are you angry? Why, uh, it says, why so downcast, as it says. It says, you are doing what it, it says, no, excuse me. It says, let me go back. It says, if you do what is good, you shouldn't hold your head. You should, you should, no, wait a minute. Damn, let me start over y'all. Damn, I can't even see. Let me get my eyes right. It says the Moses said to Verse 6, chapter 4 of Genesis, verse 6, right? Here we go. Slow down, Ariad. And Mosai said to Cain, It says, Why are you angry? Why are why so downcast? If you are doing what is good, shouldn't you hold your head high? And if you don't do what is good, sin is crashing at the door. It wants you, but you can rule. Over it. Now, I like that part right there, y'all. you used to read that. I used to read about Cain, but I never read it and understood it like this. I like this. Is why I like this, how this this version says. And here's something again. What we say because it says sin crotches at the door and wait on you. But see, what that part is saying, telling telling that Cain is, you have the ability to do what is good. He said, if you do what is good, you should be holding your head up high. Because you have the ability to do what's good, he says, but he says, but if you don't do what is good, it says that sin is crouching at the door, but here's the thing sin is always crouching at the door, temptation is always at the at the door, waiting on us to do what is wrong and trying to get us to do what but you have the ability to do it, to rule over it. Like put, people say that and some Christians teach this, that man, hey man, we can't be right, bro. You know, we can't be righteous. we can't do no, that's a lie. But we see even how to, see just because so we all are sin, man, you know, ain't none of us perfect. Who said that? Who said we can be? Don't let nobody tell you that damn lie. You see, you, you, you could be, man, we know, they say no. we can't keep all them laws, we can't do this, we can't do that. Who, who said, no, let me say tell him no you probably can't don't tell me what i can't do that right. you probably can't paul mm-hmm. even said man the devil is always trying to tell me yeah that's that's you doc don't don't put me in that category because you weak you can't do it mm-hmm. that's why i want this scripture which says but uh but if you want you can rule over it over it so just because it's sitting at the door see if you open that door up and let it in I oh, he got you just because it's sitting at that door crouching there waiting It's waiting on you to let it in. It's letting you wait on that door and let it into your life so it can rule you. You don't have to allow it to do that. You can rule over that. And I'm going to say this one last thing right back to you, but it made me think about something else. And I was reading this book called The Religion of Islam when I was practicing Islam. I still got it over there. And it was talking about, well, it was a fan they used to have in Islam, uh, talking about Prophet Muhammad. They say, you know, everybody has a gen. They say a gen that is, is this the disagreeable being that rules over. You know how they say they got a gen and you got an angel. <laughs> you got a good angel and a bad They like the cartoon, a good angel one side. That's right. And trying to influence you. You do. You on. do. I do, too. And and, and here's what it says. They talk about Prophet Muhammad. It says Prophet Muhammad made his gen or made his disagreeable angel uh, submit to him. He wouldn't listen to what the disagreeable angel said. So he his, his disagreeable angel had to just bow down. You know what? I give up. I give up. And he started just just only to start uh, uh uh referring to do good. He he submitted, like, you know what, I give up. I can't get this dude, man. I can't get him. So he made his angel, disagreeable angel, submit. So that's what I'm saying, bro. Just because people tell you, you don't have to do it. Just because your friends out here doing wrong. You don't don't like I said, let that sin sit there at the door, crotch at the door all as one, but don't open up that opportunity and, and, and let it in. You can you can rule over it, brothers and sisters. So you know, some people tell you that, man, we can't do this, we can't do that. Okay. Okay.
3: What well, a great message yeah. that was.
0: Yes, sir. But I like it. Yeah, that's Genesis four and six, man. You know, King James might say something different. But check that. That's 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 a positive. That's a great. That's a great message, though, brother. When we look at it. That's why I say there's a lot of great things in the Bible. We have to. Somebody have to explain it to you, not explain it. Just let the, let let the word just resonate your own. You ain't got to have everybody explain. But just look at those type of things and ponder over. It. Like, man, you know what? Now here's the other thing. How King James will say. It says uh, same verse Genesis chapter four verse six. It says and the Lord uh, said unto Cain, Why art thou wrath or wrath, And why are thy consciousness fallen? It says in that verse seven. And if thou do good, do, if, and if thou wilt, see I don't like all that. That's why I don't read the King James no more. Thou shalt be accepted, and if thou do not will we, uh, uh, well, sin lies at the door. It says, And unto thee shall be his desire, and thou shalt rule over them. See, this is your desire. That's why I like the book of James, right, Fad. I know I say I keep saying I'm finna go. That's why James, the book of James says, Say when a man when a man is tempted, say he's not he's not tempted by the most high, but you're led away by your own desire to the end. When a man is tempted, don't say you tempted by the Mozart. I man, the Mozart God, he tempted me. He doing this. He, that's according to the book of James. Said, no, when a man is tempted, a man is something that he's led away by his own desire. It's something that's in you that desire to do this or desire to do that. Uh, ain't nobody doing nothing to you. Like the, the devil made me do it. And even in our, in Hebrew culture, well, not just Hebrew, well, I don't say Hebrew. Well, some people say Jewish culture or even Tanakh. We don't truly believe in all that devil shit and, and all that, and I ain't mean to say it like that. On this, <laughs> we don't really in that tradition is no such thing as no damn devil and all of that. Is we say the adversary, the adverse force, you know that's Christianity teach you about. It, it's the devil and so and so, but now we don't look at that. So yeah, it's things that there's some things that we desire to do. Uh, I'm trying to find it right now. What,
3: what about if it's in you? Like the summary, like you know, you got the good angel on one side mm-hmm. of your shoulder and the bad angel on the other. Now, what is this innately in you as a as a person to not be kind to other people and to want to rule over them and to just dominate and to be have people under your rule because you you don't want to share the earth and you don't want to be you know in harmony with everyone you want people to bow down to you uh, to me to me I think that's somebody that hasn't put away their bad angel
0: mm-hmm. you know
3: what do you think yeah.
0: Yeah, they want to be... See, that's why, again, like I said, you, see, you have to, to learn how to control that. Or I kind of go with this. But like, I remember Dr. Yoke has said that, too. Like I said, he will said, we all have agreeable and disagreeable in us. And you really look at... And I know this is, a, this is a subject that might have had to be deeply touched on, probably, like, you know, a Tabernacle or something. See, when you really look at that story about um, Adam and Eve in the garden... There was no damn snake. You know, all these are metaphorically ancient texts how people, they taught in metaphors and things. There's a deeper meaning when you look at that. It kind of do show you. We, we seen it seen that this was pleasing to the eye. And it said that, that you, when you eat of this tree, you would know good and evil, as it says, uh, agreeable and disagreeable. That's right, because a lot of these things are in us. I can act good at one time and I can turn around and act bad. It was just showing you what was already in us. And that's what it was. It just made something that was already in you. But like you said, bro, uh, we have the desires. I can, you know, and that's not you. You say about having to be good and evil. Like at certain times, you have to turn on your disagreeable side. What I mean it turn on your disagreeable. You could be agreeable, being like you're so cool, you're so nice. But then somebody can be trying to come against you, and they try to do something to your family. That's what he said. Like sometimes, hey. You got to snap out, and you got to bring that disagreeable out of you, because they trying to harm your family and do something. So yeah, that disagreeable come out your ass, did? Because they trying to do something to your family. <laughs> so hey, sometimes you got to bring that disagreeable out. Then you can go back to being that nice person. once you got that you know got that person to stop from <laughs> your family? And somebody say bring the devil out of you. Yeah. So, but but yeah, but like I said, we know. But there's certain desires that, like I said, we have to. And that's why they said people said temptation. It's certain things like you know you're not supposed to do, but you just got to try to, uh, man, that was something even in, in, in one of those gospels that talk about that. Oh, the flesh is willing. No, it said the spirit is willing. I like, like that part. It said, the spirit is willing. The flesh is matter. weak. Something about the flesh being yeah, weak. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. And that's a, man, that is a real true saying. sometimes we spiritually or, or something in us, we wanna do like Spike Lee, trying to do the right thing, but we trying to feed the ways of this world, this old Leslie thing, you know. Yeah, I'm going to say. It. Sometimes we might you might be married, and you you know a uh, man and woman, and they slip off he, with
3: yeah. the with the president with the uh, vice president, right? Uh, yeah. Aria.
0: Yeah, there you go. off somebody, with. It? They see somebody they like, they might get them a little side piece, knowing it' wrong. Yo, hey, but their flesh be weak. And be weak, and they fall, too. Like, damn, I know this, bro. You know, that red
3: bone, Ooh. that red
0: bone. Yeah. Uh-huh. Damn, bro, I, I just got to get
3: one. She's pretty. She smiles. She light up a room, don't she?
0: Yes, you know, he, he, they get you, man. So sometimes, man, you just fall to them she desires.
3: Smile, that little soft voice, boy. I tell you, she make me do anything she wants.
0: <laughs> yep. He did James James chapter one verse thirteen and stuff like this. It says, it says uh let no man say that's King James version let no man say when he is tempted, I am tempted by the most high. For the most high cannot be tempted with evil, nor tempt any man. But everyone who but every man is tempted when he is drawn away uh of his own lust and enticed. Azum said desire. It says, but when lust have conceived, it bring forth sin. And when sin is, it is finished, bring forth death. Now, you know, not you physically die. But let me just get my other king. This. I don't like this damn king, James. I've been reading. I get into all of my other Tanakhs and everything. Not that I even believe going to these gospels. I, I still. Look at them. Man, what I, what, what, I really, I really enjoy
3: when you do this because I mean we used to do that a lot. Like you didn't have to like necessarily be teaching the class, but you'd be pulling out the Bible and the Torah, and we'd be you know just you'd be asking me what I thought or you know I'd ask you questions about stuff. We could go back and forth, so you don't have to fray away from that. You know while we be on and stuff like mm-hmm. I like when you do it
0: because it's all man really bro. I've been going into in this stuff and I'm gonna tell you man, it's all like. Torah actually, like, I've lived some elders, some Jewish guys. I've lived to a lot of Jewish uh, that Most of the, I, don't, I don't even get down with these damn camps. Some guys be out there. I, can, I don't want to listen to none of that. Right. Yeah. right. But right. anyway, bro. But like you said, it's it's like in all society, when they talk about laws, or even in Kemet, laws of mod, or whatever, it's teaching us, it's a teaching to, to teach us as people how to. To better conduct ourselves in our communal life, in our communities, in our nations, and people like I said, people like, man, they try to get you, stuff to control you. Well, you look. I'm not gonna say that, but look how our people, like a lot of our people, look at acting now. I'm not saying you know, the, but people might say, well, God gave it to you. And I, I ain't, you know, it depends if you believe in you know the Most High or whatever kind of creator. Because Kim and them did have different deities or whatever supreme, man, but they still had my And it was a way, and I will say, again, when you say mahat, it's like a negative, you know, they say the confessions. They say, well, I haven't done these. I have not done these things when I was on the planet. you confessing that you have not. You know, they don't – it's not like the Bible uh, says or the Torah says you should not. Like if somebody in the Torah is telling you you shouldn't do this, and the mahat is you are like – I don't know because we don't know where we get it from – like we, we don't see nowhere where somebody commanded us don't do it we just admitting in the afterlife that hey i didn't do this i have not done this okay you know in in, in the hebrews like hey hey man what the most i said don't steal uh don't murder but in, in in kemet you only see where it says in the afterlife hey i have not murdered I have not stolen it. I have not things. So you just confess that You haven't done it. So again, in a way it goes. So there's no reason for us to be arguing about it because like I said, if we live by these standards, we should be better in, in, in our community of life. I don't give a damn if you was living in Egypt or you were living in Israel. I'm just about well, Kemet. If you were living in Israel, it's certain standards, we had to have rules because if you don't have certain rules in your tribes or in your nations, like or in your communities, you have like what we seeing now, people stealing, breaking in your damn cars, carjacking, because they don't have no rules and regular. Hey, bro, hey man, hey, hey, bro, whoa, 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 leave them folks here alone, bro. You ain't got no business messing with them folks' car, man. Hey, bro, we don't we don't do that. Like you know, we say we like we police, like people say my police in our own community. That means we got rules in this community, in our neighborhood, and we hey don't come over here and no, don't throwing no paper in here on the ground. No, none of this stuff. It's like when you move in a in a situation where they got uh 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 you move in certain places where they have homeowner association. They got rules that they go by. And you violate them rules, they're gonna probably cite you or whatever else. And then after well, you you keep messing up, they're gonna kick your ass up out of there. They don't care. And I've heard that even when you got a homeowner association and you buying your house, they can vote to get you put up out of there. So that's what we even looking at when we looking at things like the Torah. Or you looking at uh, even Mod, all different communities. It was how you are going to conduct yourself to make you a better person, number one, an individual, so you can be live amongst other people in a so called peaceful way, and we have a peace of nation. But all every time it didn't work out no. though. That's why I look at you know I, I get from when I read the scriptures about making uh a person a better person like when i'm reading psalms and all of these and uh, even though we might mention god but it's all about building up a better you and building up a better community and even when we look at man we talk about what's going on now and far as how we grew up real justice you know we had back in the day mom them and just just the elders man they had a spiritual foundation and they taught us values, a lot of things, from the values that came up out of the Bible, whether they was Christians or not. It came up out of the Bible. I don't, because I know my grandmama, I would say, uh, that ain't, you know, the Lord don't like ugly. You know, they always say, the Lord don't like ugly. And you thought a lot of stuff, if you try to smoke cigarettes, you thought, man, hey, man, I won't smoke no cigarette. I ain't going to hell. Because you thought you could, and it stopped you from doing wrong. You, you thought, even though we might say there's no such thing in certain people's, you know, theology, but you didn't do these certain things because you thought that it was going to be displeasing the most high. It's certain things like even that, me now. I'd I be trying to be like, you know what? I don't know. I better not do that, man. Yah, hell no. Nah, most I ain't going to like that. Even though I might say I look at certain things as metaphors, but it, it certain things, it stopped me from going down certain paths. I know I ain't got no business doing so yeah, I, I, I appreciate it, man. I appreciate it. If it's gonna make me a better me, so I could be better to myself and other people around me. Hey, man, it's 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 all good.
3: Now there's this
0: um, thing about. Um, we got one you
3: When know, I, I said, "Oh, we gotta
0: go," I think it's in to cut. Should I'm I'll just, mean, not at all.
3: All right, if it do, then okay, it just do. But when I said that the. 10-year-olds should go to jail for life. I wouldn't have said that in 2020. Mm. I'm only saying it because it's 2023, and I know what time it is. And these children are extra smart. And these 10-year-olds, I got got a clip I wish I could play of a 9-year-old genius who said he has a theory to debunk Albert Einstein's theory of the Big Bang, and he he explained his theory a little bit, uh, and, and it, it was phenomenal, but this scientist guy who happened to be a black guy tried to say, well, you need to prove your theory by, you know, performing it and, and, and making it like where, okay, you you know, you proved it. But Albert Einstein ain't proved no big Bang theory neither. He just – it's just a theory. But this young nine-year-old black genius has a theory that debunks and discredits and shows through where he says this little nine-year-old came up with his theory of how things can't uh, happen the way that that man said and the way it really happened, you know, the way – you know, existence began and whatnot, this little boy, I uh, wish we had time that maybe I'll just send you the clip and you can, you can watch it and then you can play yeah. it next week or something.
0: Okay. Yeah. It yeah. Uh, yes, sir. I might just do another show Sunday. I might do some probably Sunday. Let me see what got it going on Sunday. Okay. Really some Sunday probably
3: Sunday. I, 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 I do, I do, you know, be at the, at the job, but I get off, you know, but you know, I might not be able to participate. Uh, yeah, fully, but I can participate, you know,
0: how I used to. I can still, oh, you know, yeah. chime in and, and, and when I can and stuff. Yeah, yeah, I do it. I do it. And really what we're doing now, probably like six-something, because I think I'll be watching the game. So the game come on Sunday. It'll be going uh, off uh, basketball. What game you watching? Memphis? I watched the Grizzlies and Ty- Both of them were playing, actually, when oh, we was on. The Grizzlies was on and the University of Memphis. I started out watching it. Uh, both, I think, both of them won, for a matter of fact, I think. But it was good i know we had to do the shows so i got i got the first half with the tigers and uh oh, you, know, yeah, no. you
2: know you can't do a
3: show early on tuesdays i mean on early on a sunday like a 12 well, o'clock uh, or 11 o'clock on your time
0: yeah dan the grizzlies lost oh yeah oh yeah I, I i could do that anytime on sundays because i'm all oh, you work. Could, really.
3: okay like on a sunday early in the morning like 11 or 12 in the morning like your time mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, yeah. I
3: could, I could get in and do a show then, but I have to go out a little later, about like three, my time,
0: I have to go out and get, uh, yeah. get ready to go to work. The only reason I've actually said we do it now because, like I said, hey, I'd be working in the daytime, but, yeah, because that sometimes that's what I'd be trying to do, uh, do some early. Man, evening. this boy, this a Child Genius, gives
3: advice from astrophysicist Neil deGrasse. Oh that. no, he gets advice from. But no, this little boy laid it out so amazingly, talking about matter and how the way the Big Bang theory it it, it couldn't because matter is you know something that you can't you know destroy or create. <laughs> this little boy he debunked that theory like brilliantly. I'ma see the clip and you tell me what you think.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. I need to see that one. Yeah, I love to see that one.
3: Nine years old. He's in college. He's in college.
0: I think I seen something about that little boy the other day. I I, I didn't see the video. I think I seen a news article about uh, some of the genius little little boy and already in college.
3: Man, this boy, boy, this boy's amazing. My goodness. He's in college already. He's nine. That's why I'm talking about a 10-year-old. He's smart. He knows stuff and he learned all this stuff all this evil wicked stuff from these movies and these video games he's been desensitized towards killing and murder because he don't think that's real and, and 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 so yeah a 10-year-old if a nine-year-old's a genius can debunk einstein and a 10-year-old can go to jail for life for killing somebody that might be yeah. apples and oranges but that's what there it is yeah. you can use whatever yeah. one you want
0: there's so many theories to that because some people say, hey, man, that's the old soul. Somebody don't came back again.
3: That's the real M. He could uh-huh. be-
0: uh-huh. so uh-huh. have <laughs> been be somebody who don't been here before. So, hey, I, so I don't know. See, see there it go again. It'll be hard to convict every 10-year-old. Cause like, hey, you don't know who you convicted. That might be a little genius. He just went out and got in some trouble. Or, or somebody oh else please! Get, get out of here! Himself. You
3: tripping? He got he got his mother and his father who raised him well, right there sitting by his side. Don't I understand. Somebody
0: I mean, me I mean, that. I mean, "But if you want to convict him? He was with somebody and and they did something, and, and he got yeah. caught up. So you convicted that boy? So genius. smart!
3: He ain't gonna get caught up. He ain't never gonna put himself in no dumb situation. He's a genius. Are you kidding me?
0: Is a situation. It's a lot of guys, a lot of people." who didn't do stuff, but they was around other people who did shit. It's like you driving in your car. You don't know who got some weed in their pocket when they get in your car, some or some crack in their pocket when they get, and then they ride and throw that shit up under your seat when the police come and the police are having to search the car. Who, who Whose is this? That ain't mine. I, was, what? I, don't, I don't know where they came from. That's your homie through that special. homie threw that shit up on your seat. You didn't know it. Then the people don't got, got caught up like that. Like, that ain't mine. And he ain't mine either, officer. Oh, well, who car is this? And that's your car. So who dope is it? That's your dope now. Nah. That's your dope. Because they like, well, shit, you don't know, like both of y'all going to jail. First, going to say both of y'all going to jail. But if it's under your goddamn seat and that's your car registered, oh, that's your dope. But it really wasn't That's a game. night in
3: jail for you, buddy.
0: That's <laughs> yeah, my dope, Ah, huh? You've been more than a night in jail. It was dope. That's your possession, you Well, so, I
3: mean, they got to prove your yeah. fingerprints and stuff. Like, you got a lawyer. They got to get your oh,
0: fingerprints they, and say, match it to what's on there. No, nah, nah, they ain't doing all that. That's your goddamn dope. But unless one of y'all goddamn ain't going <laughs> like this. They ain't dusting no fingerprint off no damn dope. That's your dope, Jack, and that's, that's your partner always there, man, that's me, dog. That's my dope, man. That wasn't here. So, like I said, people, right, a good you.
3: lawyer, good lawyer, gets you off of that one, man. A good They'll lawyer, your friend it? threw that under there. You got a good lawyer; he gets you off of
0: that. How you how you how you gonna prove
3: it? He gonna prove it by the, he gonna make sure there's some kind of way you could get some fingerprints and stuff off the uh-huh. bag or the baggie or some kind of way, whatever. The paraphernalia that's down there, whatever he had in his hand. And you match his and say, my man's fingerprints look like this. The fingerprints on that bag when it was examined looked like that. That's not the same. it don't match. So that wasn't my client's stuff.
0: But but like I said again, you don't know. You don't even know it's just the homie dope because you didn't know your homie had dope on him. Right. 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 That's not what I'm really, saying. Dude.
3: You, could, you oh, got oh, a good oh, alibi dude. and everything, and you got a you know, lawyer, and you paid that money. They You're going to get at least, uh, you know,
0: there's some kind of leniency going on with you. And like I said, you can't, because like I said, I'm just using that scenario, because you can't say, well, hey, man, it must be here. You don't know where it came from. So you're wondering, too. Damn, where did that car they get in my car? Who, ain't nobody been driving. You might say, well, damn, all the person been in the car is him. Well, you can't really <laughs> say it might be here, though. You don't know.
3: Well, you, you know his character more than likely. You know that it's his because you know you didn't have it. So if you know you didn't I have it, he, you know he's he the only one. Then he had to throw it up under the seat because you're going to tell the man, look, I don't even smoke weed, man. Look, you can drug test me. I don't even smoke that stuff. I can't stand weed. As a matter of fact, you know what I mean, I, I don't want nobody in my car to smoke that stuff. You know, you can just make your whole pitch, but. I'm just yeah. saying, if you know you didn't do it, then you should be able to beat that.
0: You think they want to hear that? Yeah, nah, that don't work, Jack.
3: I mean, like, you're you pro- you proving it. I mean, you're getting the drug test. You tell them you hate weed. You let them know, look, that ain't my stuff. You're you standing up for your rights. Like, that was, my, that was somebody else's, even if you don't want to say his name or my man. It was somebody that got in the car and, and whatever or however it went down, and they found that under the seat. You're like, look, that wasn't mine. Somebody else do that. I don't even like that stuff. Somebody must have dropped it in between the seat when they got in here one day. I don't know how I got there. And then it ended up under the seat. And then y'all found it. And then you blaming me. And I ain't looked under my seats in, in weeks and months because I don't be looking under the seat. <laughs> you know what I'm
0: saying? That's a hell of a situation where people don't got caught like that. Yes, sir. I know. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a great but well, I'm gonna get my tail out. I got one more day one more day to work, man. It's it's a short day to boss, so let right. it. it's good. It's uh, good. just I appreciate it, bro. We're gonna yeah, we're gonna we're gonna touch on that. We'll we we'll get uh if we do so we'd probably hit on the business and throw something else in there. But yeah, we can get in get into that business stuff too. We're gonna get it we uh, will do it. We can do it hell, I don't know, come back and do it Sunday early. I get wish off the off the air and we can something early Sunday. Cause I see the game don't come on at 1 o'clock, so we can do it early morning. Sunday, yeah, 24.
3: I think by Sunday we'll be ready to go because if you listen to the show Saturday night, and if I do throw that out there, it's going to be the talk of the night. People going to be chiming in and they're going to be oh, getting man. on my case like you trying to, saying I'm an extremist and I shouldn't yeah. be on the show no more. And I don't yeah, care if just, they kick me off. I mean, you know.
0: what I just mess with you, bro, because I, I was like, damn. Just because, Man, uh, I can barely express
3: myself over there sometime Anyway, they always stop me from talking and cut me off. I'll be like, damn!
0: I'm glad culture freedom back because now at least I can express myself without being yeah. cut off all the time. Yeah, because I got to hear the other one. I'm, I'm damn sure one. I, I usually be on VR, on listen to some shows on VR. But hell, no, I gotta hear the other one. I wanna. <laughs> you pissed that damn. Oh back.
3: yeah, I, you know I, I like to. St- you know I like to cause a little, a little honest controversy. You know that. You know that about me, right? I got to hear that one, though. I'm waiting, though. Nah, I can't <laughs> wait. It's <Yeah, maybe> <laughs> a well, honest controversy. I ain't trying to hurt nobody, am I? Really?
2: <laughs> yeah,
3: there you go. I, I Actually, I'm interview. trying to save lives. I'm trying to save lives, and this is the way to do it. If it wasn't 2023, I would not be saying this. If it was last year, I would be thinking about it hard. But this year, I know for sure we got to this- Start Right there because these little children think they so grown that we got to stop them in their tracks and let them know your little life can be taken from you as far as if you kill somebody you can be in jail for the rest of your little life because you know better than you should be killing nobody you only 10 years old you shouldn't be nowhere near no gun.
0: I think what I need to Period. do is just edit that part tonight from where you said that just cut that part and just play that right there see I'm gonna tell y'all something see. This is why y'all need to straighten y'all ass up. Y'all heard that dude right there? See what he trying to do to y'all mm-hmm. already? And he ain't even no politician. Now, y'all imagine if he get to, uh, get to, uh, to talk to a politician, what's going to happen? See there? Y'all better straighten y'all ass. <laughs> so That's right. That's right. Because I'm running for an office, and when I get in,
3: you a little child in trouble if he get in trouble. That's right.
0: See, they got people like that want to throw you away, y'all. Better straighten up. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I need mean, by that it, just, just edit that clip out just by itself and throw that out there. See that? y'all better. That's it fine up. with me. I will give you the approval. I prove that. Hope uh, to to no y'all has in trouble, Jack. <laughs> <See that? laughs> and maybe just people, people alone might deter my I hope for something. <laughs> just like, God damn it. But look, man.
3: Look, you read a verse right from the Bible, man. Talk about some. Uh, like, I mean, as far as how your parents would say, if. If you smoke cigarettes or if you sin in a certain way, you're going to hell. That would deter you from wanting to do those type of sins. The same thing with my little gun bill. If that 10-year-old do that, that will deter him
0: from wanting to do it
5: because it will scare him straight. Right?
0: I hope. Damn, they don't even stone people to death no more. Hell, you you probably go back to the other one. Oh, well, man, I like I that. You know what, though, I can, uh, I can only, uh, Well, I'm damn near. I, I'm about to tell off on myself. We ain't recording now, though, so here I can. see. i But I gotta hear him get out of here, though. But I, I was thinking about that the other day. I said, you know what? With this stuff going on, I said, damn, maybe and I'm damn near thinking like you, Justice. I said, Maybe we do need to go back to the Bible days. Goddamn with all this about cutting off hands. Hey, why and, not? And and oh, and. and I go to the store, but be like Saudi Arabia. You steal something, they cut you. Thank